Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue winter is blooming a game of thrones rewatch podcast by us the penny bloom podcast i'm colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and today we are discussing season seven episode six the penultimate episode of season seven this one is titled beyond the wall it was written by D&D, David Benioff, and D.B. Weiss, and boy, does it show, and directed by Alan Taylor. Yeah. How you Man, feeling about it? We were looking forward to this one, you know? And maybe maybe that's why we were kind of... It's, it's a penultimate episode, you know? Really? And every penultimate episode so far has been quite amazing and also surprising in the fact that, like, other than the big event that happens during the penultimate... The rest of the episode was stacked, and it was good. Banger. Yeah, but this one you could actually make the argument of the uh, the opposite this time that uh, the big moment was super cool. It's 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 a really big moment. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. But everything, uh, every other storyline, which I believe there's one, it's just beyond the wall and Danny. Like that's well, and, it, and no, and the north. Right? Oh, north and then Sansa, and, yeah, Sansa and Arya, which okay, is the part enough. I'm talking about. Is yeah. outwardly bad. Um, it's so, terrible. Like yeah. it was. Like it's I was terrible. like, why? Like yeah, that was my only thoughts while watching this. Was like really like this. This is actually how it goes. You know, like this is just not, not really it. You know, I guess they're trying to make Arya look. You know, very. She's different. She's changed. But like, yeah, this this battle between Sansa and Arya is just. It's. I don't like it. Well, and you know, it, it ends up like the fact that it feels forced and feels unnatural makes sense. It is forced. It is unnatural. So I guess, you know, f- fuck us, I guess, you know, like, uh, I, I guess that's yeah. what they're getting at, you know, but I don't know, yeah, I don't I don't know that know. that makes for like incredible television because uh, mm-hmm. the twist next episode is excellent. But the reason it's excellent is because. You don't have any single fucking hint of an idea that they are not, that they are fucking with him, that they yeah. are, are down. Uh, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So you don't even have happens, an idea. You don't even have yeah, a guess. Like, like, even in hindsight, like, we know the twist. We know everything. Usually, when that's the case, you can go back and be like, ah, this is. Oh, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. Or like this. Yeah. This is, no, they are just writing it so that the twist is a shell shocker. Like, it's just like, whoa, yeah. what? I didn't yeah. see that coming. Well, of course you didn't. They didn't do <laughs> anything to let you know it was coming. Uh, and, 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 you know, like, it, it, it's not maybe, like letting you know it's coming, but foreshadowing at the very least, like a little something that I can connect to be like, ah, 
Mm-hmm. And so it begins, you know, like, uh, I don't know. The one know. detail I see of maybe why there's some tension between them that I really didn't pick on before or pick up before was how Sansa was treating John. And then this like betrayal of the family and like, Oh, you're going to betray John. John is the one who's important to me. Mm-hmm. I still don't really care about you, Sansa, whatever. John is the one I care about and you're going to betray him. So I'm going to protect the family. And like, still, even with that, it's not. No, it's and like that's the, strong. that is the part of the story I get the most. Like, Arya feels like she's not doing enough to stand by John, and mm-hmm. John, like it's it is what it is. But we will begin there. So, how about we get into mm-hmm. the episode and yeah. we really dig into it because we will start at Winterfell, where Arya talks to her sister. Sansa about borrowing Bran Stark's bow and arrow, a memory she has where she practiced several times. It could have been 20, it could have been 50, she's not sure, until she finally hit the bullseye. And Arya recalls that as soon as she did, she just heard nothing but clapping. And uh, she remembers looking up at Ned, mm-hmm. and he'd been watching. And uh, she knew he'd, she knew she'd broken the rules, but he was smiling, so it didn't matter. And this was the only interaction of the episode. Mm-hmm. This brief part that was good between them. And it uh, kind of is all sucked away because right at the end of it, it's like, and I read this and I read this and now you, you suck, Sansa. So basically this nice moment we could have had of a reflection of our father is now turned against you to say how much you're against the family. And it's like, ah, man, like, yeah, like. I don't know, every moment where Ned has been brought up before, it's, like, almost brought you to tears. Like, it's it's enough, just immediately. Like, if a Stark is saying something about Ned, it is like, right. okay, that's and enough. This, and this was close, too, before, like, when mm-hmm. she says, when she delivers that line, like, I knew mm-hmm. what I was doing was breaking the rules, but he, his smile let me know that it didn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I... Uh, that the rules he, were wrong. Yeah, yeah or he something was like wrong, that. The yeah. rules were, you know, and uh, I dug that. I really, really mm-hmm. loved that. Yeah. And then, my, and genuinely, might be the best piece of dialogue in this entire episode. Uh, Fair. That, that line. Um, and then mm-hmm. it is immediately. And the thing that really, like, if they would have committed to this storyline, and it was, and it was a genuine beef between them. It would still feel forced and unnatural, but maybe it would be like, maybe it would culminate in something interesting and I'd feel different about it. I almost feel like because of the twist where they're actually down, it makes this even worse somehow. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because usually we're in the know of a lot of times when someone is duping someone or someone is, you know, making a play. You know, usually mm. the audience is in the know on that. But now they're like, oh, we'll get them even more if we don't let them know at all what's happening. And everything happens off screen. Because, you know, they do they do something here where they do allude to Peter feeling like he's in control of the situation. And in that regard. I suppose they are leading you on. I, I don't think they're leaning into that enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about Littlefinger at all. No, this is, in moments yeah. like this, they should be showing Littlefinger. Yes, if he was watching them 
have this conversation, everything plays out perfectly. Like actually, yeah. he doesn't have to say a word. Nothing else has to happen. If he if he overheard their conversation that they had in the bedroom, like their parents' bedroom, you know, when Arya was like, "You like to wear nice clothes," blah blah blah. If he overheard that, if he overheard this conversation, it all plays out so much better. Like it's and they just never sense. allude to the fact that he's hearing any of it. And you know, like I enjoy that moment whenever Sansa's is like, "I don't enjoy it," but like at least it's the tiniest bit of like. Knowing she's playing him, it feels good whenever she's like, uh, how did she find it? I don't know how she found it. And he's like, I'm not sure. You know, like, uh, it's. Yeah. It, it just doesn't hit. I don't know. It's just, it just might be the really worst storyline in this entire show, actually, which is funny to think about. Um, actively bad. Like, not many, not you a can't lot say of that many times. Yeah. It, it is drums. actively bad. Like, yeah, no way. Bueno. Yeah, Arya, you know, presents the letter that Sansa had written to their late brother Rob Stark, urging him to come and bend the knee to Joffrey. And you know, she says that it was Cersei who forced her to do this. And Arya's like, "Oh, did they have a gun to your head? Not literally, but you know, did they have a knife at your throat? Mm-hmm. Were they were they threatening to kill you?" And she's like, "Ah, you know, basically, um, yeah." <laughs> and Arya counters that she was not tortured, you know, and they're and she saw. Sansa at Ned's execution, and I'd forgotten Sansa had no idea Arya was there. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever yeah. she's like, "Oh shit, you were there," and this is one of those, like, mm. in the context of knowing that they're playing Littlefinger, this is a genuine moment that oh. Sansa's learning something important about Arya. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. "Oh, you were, you were there." Oh. You know, like it's okay. it's bleeding through a little bit like, mm-hmm. oh, so you're pretty fucked up, too, huh? Um, and yeah. I uh, I, it's not and there is a difference, you know, watching your father beheaded and hearing that it happened, happened at some point, you know, like uh, both both suck. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but uh, being there for it. Not great. Um, no, but, and uh, luckily Arya got some nice birds or doves in the sky. Uh, Sansa mm-hmm. got got the whole picture. She um, got the whole view. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I like that back and forth at least, you know, like Sansa being like, you could have never survived what I survived. But then like, mm-hmm. we know what Arya survived. So it's like, well, you know, I, I think it's just their trauma, like uh, competing with trauma. Yeah, right trauma now. Olympics here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, um, yeah. Yeah. And this is a good example of like, I guess, talking through it. It's something that you have to, you have to talk through it to kind of, like, there is no situation in which Sansa saying this mm. is believable. And the same for Arya. Both of them probably would have survived what the other went through. Obviously, Sansa never would have gone what Arya gone through what Arya went through mm-hmm. she would have done completely different things throughout yeah. the whole thing um but that that's it's it, it's one of those things that's it's completely null and void it does not matter like they both they both know for a fact that the other is strong for surviving what they've survived they've actually already had that conversation really when she shows up and they're in the crypt and they're like We've both been oh through my hell, God. you know? That's, yeah, um, I guess, I guess. Yeah, and still they didn't really get into specifics or anything. It was just, yeah. we've both been through it. 
uh, yeah. sort of thing. And and maybe this is. But we're both I here now, you know that yeah. sort of shit. Um, r- regardless, it, it's just kind of like a lot of stuff in this episode was really expository. It was it was extremely heavy exposition, and I feel like this whole fucking sequence is kind of nothing but that. They're just like, remember this event? Remember this event? Remember this event? Yep, yep, yep. You know, Sansa adds that their their brother John was saved from defeat when Peter. And the Knights Knights of the Vale came through to the rescue. You know, he didn't win the Battle of the Bastards. I won the Battle of the Bastards. Again, something we, as the audience, full well know happened. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, a... Yeah. And I understand that it's informing Arya, but it, it is... It, that's extremely mm-hmm. exposition heavy, you know? Like, uh, it is what it is, but... Yeah, Sansa demands to know where Arya found the letter and chides her younger sister that Cersei would be pleased to see them fighting. But Arya is still a bit bitter, and she realizes that while Jon would understand the, st- the difficult circumstances Sansa was under when she wrote the letter, Sansa is afraid the Northern Lords will discover it and turn on her, including little lady Lyanna Mormont. And uh, Arya adds that Lyanna is younger than Sansa was when she wrote this letter, but argues Lyanna would never agree with Sansa's defenses that she was a child at the time. It's like, what? Fair point. Fair point. They both had had pretty good rebuttals against each other. Oh yeah. Uh, like like whenever Arya was like, "Well, what did you do to stop father's death?" You know, nothing. And then Arya's like, "Well, I was there too. I saw it." And then Sansa was like, "So you didn't do anything either?" Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, we couldn't do anything. We're two, yeah, you know, two happened. people versus what were we in, supposed in, to do. You know. Yeah. Uh, um, but while but, recognizing Sansa wrote the letter out of fear, a bitter Arya says that she prefers to embrace anger over fear. And later on, Sansa asks Baelish about where uh, Arya got the letter from, unaware that Peter orchestrated the entire incident, but also fully aware that he orchestrated the entire incident. And uh, Sansa tells Littlefinger that she is commanding 20,000 men who answer to John, but not her. And Littlefinger tells Sansa that the men will trust her because she can rule. And Sansa does not trust the loyalty of the Northern Lords, citing their history of switching sides, which I've noted a couple times throughout this little bit where they they're like, you should be our queen now. You should yeah. be our king. No wait, he should be our king. You know, like uh it's just their whole fucking thing is just being a fucking slut for leadership. Yeah. Uh Rob, yes, you're definitely the king of the north. Ah, you died. Sucks. Uh now well, we got a boy died. Even before yeah. he died, they were like, mm, bad choice. Who's our next king? You know, like uh you know, they yeah. were, uh, they were like, oh, you married someone you wanted to marry. Ugh, sorry. Ugh, that's bad. Don't like that. Who's next? You know, um, yeah, stuck with the Boltons for a little bit. Kind of just a, we'll skip past. No one really wanted that. You know, besides the, um, you know, there were a few families who rallied behind Bolton. I um, feel like it was just the fear that the Boltons had. They were like, well, we just kind of have to say, okay, like, right. This yeah, is, well, I guess some were pissed, there were like the car star specific ones yeah. that were like, I would have killed my dad too. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah, the car Starks and, uh, yeah. who was the other one? Uh, uh, the guy who, yeah, no, the maybe. Car hold, the car hold, I think, is where the car Starks stay. So I don't mm. know. Was it the, maybe oh. the people that turned Sansa down whenever, or Sansa and John down whenever they were going to ask? Uh, that was like. Manderly, maybe? I don't know. Um, it sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> But regardless, uh, Peter suggests that Sansa talk to Brienne of Tarth because she uh, has sworn to protect both of Lady Catelyn's uh, daughters from harm's way. And trusting Baelish, Sansa accepts this advice. Um, 
And the following morning, Maester Wolken informs Sansa that they have received a letter from Queen Cersei. Sansa meets with Brienne, who advises her not to leave Winterfell, and instead Sansa decides to send Brienne as her emissary, uh, since she could reason with Jaime. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds that sound logic. And Brienne warns her that this is too dangerous for her to leave Sansa alone in Winterfell with Peter. And Sansa insists that her guards and men are loyal to her, but Brienne warns that Peter might be bribing them behind her back. And Brienne offers her to leave offers to leave her squire Podrick Payne, whose swordsmanship has improved. But Sansa insists she can take care of herself. And again, maybe this is one of those moments where they're trying to be like, she's fine. She's not worried about Peter. Mm, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, like, we got it under control. I thought it would, yeah. I read it more as, like, I'm not a little girl anymore. No, been, you know, and that's like, the way she's sort of playing thing, but, it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's only, like, through a very, like, through the very specific yeah. lens of trying to make the twist good yeah you really uh, got to do a lot of work on your own like you yeah, really yeah, have yeah. to think about that so hard in order for it to make sense it's as simple as like a slight writing choice a slight acting choice and not to say sophie turner does uh, does anything wrong here but like if there is a moment where she where she like looks at brian and is like no i'm fine you know like if there if there yeah. is like a little We've got this. Like, if there is something, I don't know. There's nothing there, though. Yeah, or if Littlefinger's doing his little creep thing and listening into this one, too. You know, like at the corner of the room or something. But, yeah, they don't don't really give you much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess they've been implying all the time. Like, through the entire first, like, several seasons of the show does everything it can to be like, Littlefinger knows everything. So, like, uh... Maybe you're just supposed to know that, but like, you know, I did when I was on TikTok the other day, I get so many Game of Thrones edits and usually they're Jon Snow, Daenerys, you know, the the usual that you get. Yeah, but I had a, I got a Littlefinger edit and then the comments, oh my God, people like love Littlefinger and like, I think he's a cool character, but like people were like, the Game of Thrones started because of Littlefinger and he almost was the one who won. And I'm like, I will grant that he did start pretty much all this like he was never close to winning no he he started it and then he was like okay this is going pretty well for me so far you know and he got he got the veil you know he's he's making his way up never was he in contention for the throne you know like he climbed hard and maybe maybe book maybe book little finger makes it a little further maybe he does get a little closer that's Um, what people were saying is like Book Littlefinger would have never died. He would have seen this coming from Sansa and Arya, blah, blah, blah. So, you know. Um, you know, there's there's plenty to say about that. But, um, yeah, following the events of the White Hunt, Sansa enters Arya's quarters and opens a leather leather case containing several faces, including the, uh, the late Walter Frey's face. Mm-hmm. And Arya catches her sister pilfering through her personal effects when Sansa tells Arya that her men are loyal to her. And Arya mockingly retorts that they are not here. And Arya tells Sansa, you know, that she obtained the faces from the faceless men of Bravos, And admits she spent time training to be a faceless man. And mm-hmm. she forces Sansa to play the lying game and begins by asking if she thinks that Jon is the rightful king. And Sansa demands that Arya tell her what the faces are. And Arya replies that they, are, that they always wanted to pretend to be other people. Sansa wanted to be a queen with a handsome king on the Iron Throne, and Arya wanted to be a knight-like father. And in the end, neither of them got what they wanted. Arya says that the faces allow her to become someone else, anyone she wants. 
And, and then this was the point where it's like, y'all are playing your hand a bit too heavy. Uh, Mm-hmm. I know that Littlefinger does not see it coming, and that's fine. But that's the other thing that maybe the people on TikTok have right is that maybe he fucking should have. Um, I mean, he's always I, saying like, "You have to imagine your uh, enemies playing out every every possible." And you know, thing maybe his ever. ego is just getting yeah. too big, and he feels like he's got it too hard. And that's like, mm. maybe that's it. But you know, whenever she's like, uh, she alludes to taking her sister's face. I'm like, all no. I have to do is take your face. All I'd have to do is kill you. And then I, I, I'd only have to kill my sister. And then I could be late, you know, ruling the North. It's like, okay. For like, then Arya could be lady of Winterfell, which notoriously she so desperately wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what she wants. Yeah. And, uh, we were keeping, you know, the Arya kill list. Um, I put her storyline, uh, was killed, not by her, you know, it's, it's not, it's not Macy Williams, it was, it was D&D here, um, but man, yeah, this really was the deep end, like, the dive off the deep end here, like, it was, and, and it again, like, because of the twist, it's like, they're just null and void, nothing that happened with them this season matters, they were just playing the long game, um, and who knows? Maybe it is real, and then everything just happens off screen in the, the, the between next and now. I don't, I don't know, because I guess he dies at the end. Like that's the, like that's the very very end of the episode, oh, or the no? End of the episode. Okay. Because the, oh, the end is Danny yeah. and John fucking. Um, yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, but I mean, it it's it's the conclusion of the North storyline, at least. Like this is yes, this is yes. the end of the North storyline. And I guess there might be some more that happens between Sansa and Arya in the next episode. I don't know. But they sure haven't done enough to make what they're wanting to work. You know, I, I don't think it worked as they thought it would. And again, I think it's just slight little choices. Like, there's, it's, it's so close to being worthy of that twist. There needs to be the smallest illusions. There needs to be... Like we've been saying, Peter around the corner, a mm-hmm. a glimmer of knowing in the eyes of Sansa or in the eyes of Arya, like a just something that feels like, wait, what was that? You know, like a little like mm-hmm. a little bit of like a, well, that was interesting. Like, why would they say that? This this is just kind of like, what are they doing? Why would they say that? It's not even really like a, it, it's not even really like a, why would they say that? Like, that's, that's curious. It's like, why would they say that? That's fucking terrible. You know, like, uh, your sister, like, really? Yeah. You're coming home and you're with the little family you have left and you're just going to kill your sister for a position that you don't even want in the exactly. first place. So like, the you first know? time you're watching this, you're going, what the fuck? You know, like, it's not even. And maybe on the first viewing, the twist is hard hitting because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't see it coming. Yeah, like that is that Not at we all. will give D and D credit for that. Yes. I don't think it's done the they right way, do but shit to let you know that was coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it is complete a complete one eighty. You know, and yeah. I think it's just a matter of they know they needed to kill Littlefinger at the end. Let's work backwards and see what we can do. Or so, I don't know. It just didn't seem like they thought this one out very no, 
didn't. It didn't. But regardless, Arya approaches Sansa with her dagger and relents and leaves the disturbed mm-hmm. Sansa alone. But uh and that concludes the storyline in the north. Um a storyline which has been like it was like really good for two episodes and then it's been absolutely nothing and then it goes slightly up at the end of the season. You know, like I like when they kill Littlefinger. But that's the end of that storyline. I'm extremely interested to see what happens the entire time before that next episode. Um, yeah, because I know in like there the is throne something room. that I'm not remembering that's like a little bit more like wink, mm-hmm. you know, like it's coming. Uh, but even so, it should have already been happening. Uh, not in the finale yeah. um, of the season. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll keep a close eye, but I don't think there. My guess is that there isn't anything. No, I, yeah, um, no, I, I doubt it. Um, but that brings us to the White Hunt, where at Dragonstone, Queen Daenerys Targaryen and her hand Tyrion Lannister chat in the Chamber of the Painted Table. We love the Chamber of the Painted Table here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daenerys tells Tyrion that she appreciates the fact that he is not a hero. And he's like, well, I've been a hero. Oh. <laughs> he was like, oh, thanks. You know, like, well, it was like, oh, I mean, I, you know, I've, I, I, I try okay. sometimes. Yeah, um, it's like, and she goes, oh, no. Don't, you know, I, I didn't choose you because you were a hero. I chose, you know, because you're smart and you won't go off and die. Heroes do stupid things. Yes. Um, I like the pull here, through that we get You know, here, she compares so Tyrion cool. favorably to heroes such as Drogo and Jorah and Dario and this Jon Snow. Yeah. Um, almost like an afterthought, even though he is the most front of mind. Um Mm-hmm. And Tyrion sees right the fuck through that. But uh, this little thing they do with the writing here, where Tyrion, slightly amused, you know, recites that back to her, is something they do like four fucking times in this episode. Hmm. With Tyrion and Danny are just like, no, oh, like all, and that's what makes it particularly bad is that it is uh... across the stories with a bunch of different characters. Where there's one later where he's like, uh, uh, Barrack says like, maybe that's enough, and. John goes, I, maybe it is, you know, maybe that is enough. And it's mm-hmm. like, you need to use a different writing tool. Y'all, not every character speaks the exact same way. That is not how writing characters works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, it, and that's just the one that's coming to mind, but I remember thinking like, why are we, what do we do? Like again? Uh, and it, it, I think it happened two more times, but, or maybe just one, but regardless, it was just one of those things where I was like, it just keeps happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, Regardless, this was, this was a good use of that. Yeah, and, no, this one of this them, was funny too. You know, th- yeah, this one was like funny, and it's like okay, Daenerys, obviously you're thinking yeah. about John, uh, so this one thing. works. Yeah, any one of them would have worked. It's mm. the fact that like there's three or four of them that made me go like, what is going on here? You know. Uh, regardless, it's it's more of a when it's all the sum total of the episode rather than the specific instances of it, because this was, mm-hmm. I like this, the way Peter Dinklage plays it. And he's like, and this John Snow, um, <laughs> they're all in love with you. Um, and Danny's like, John Snow is not in love no. with me, which I loved that. She's like, yes, the first three, absolutely. But the fourth one, no. Um, Mm-hmm. And and Tyrion kind of gives gives her shit again, you know. Oh, I'm sure he just looks longingly at you because of his uh his great need for you to defend the North with him. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. you know she she thoughtlessly recites back to him, you know, he's a bit too he's a bit too little for me. Yeah. Um, 
second one where Tyrion's like, oh. like you know, he's not even trying to like you know. No, he's not trying to get in there. Yeah, purely platonic there that he is the hand, you know, for whatever. But just Tyrion's kind of getting dunked on a little bit, and you know, Daenerys is like, "Oh no, 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 no! That's that's not that's not what I meant." I I, didn't mean, you know. She's like, "Does she mean little literally, or just like he's not a worthy like?" uh, She means this was this is literal. Um, this was a little bit of a fourth wall, not a fourth wall break. Kit Harrington himself, Kit Harrington, sure. Um, okay. And that was like a big point of discussion for several years was that like, uh, Kid Harrington's a little dude. Um, really I, remember, I told too. you about this. There's um, a, I, I don't think you've ever watched the movie about Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Mm-hmm. I think I've told you about this. Zach Efron, Adam Divine, Aubrey oh, okay. Plaza, Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like the, they do like a blooper reel for the credits, which is the sign of a truly good comedy. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. It, it's in 2016, so it takes place in between, like it, uh, it was filmed between seasons five and six while okay. Jon Snow was dead. Um, I think this is coming back a little bit. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. And, uh, Zach Efron's like, God damn, I need to catch up on Game of Thrones. I'm way behind. And Adam Vine goes, Jon Snow, he's dead. Uh, he's like, he's dead. And Adam Vine goes, fuck that dude. I'm taller than him anyways. You know, like, uh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I'm, uh, what was he? He was five. He's five six. Five, oh, six. five eight. Five eight. Ah, he's not short. He's not that short. Yeah, five you know? eight. Amelia Clark's five two. Uh, so you know, Amelia Clark is little, little. Yeah. Um, and granted, when you take into account the men she has been with, um, Drogo is quite large. Yeah, that is quite the behemoth of a man. And Dario, he's a towering presence. I'd imagine he's he's quite tall. Um, probably mm-hmm. six foot two. You know. Um. At least Ed Skrine was. I don't know about Michael Huisman. Michael, there it is. I was. I didn't know his name. Um, Huisman. Yeah. Well, Drogo. U I S M A N. Drogo stands at six four. Um, yeah. So it's a yeah. Big dude. Um, yeah. And Dario good old Dario um, Naharis um, is six feet. It says just around six feet. I guess. Well, that's Dario, but. Actor wise, yeah, but yeah, it's fair enough, I guess. Five eight is a little bit of a difference from what it, she I has mean, had. At least four um, inches, and then almost a foot on the other one. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it's that is that is quite the difference. But regardless, um, it, it was a funny little interaction here where she's like, "I, I didn't." He's like, "Don't even fucking try." Um, but uh, you know. Daenerys also recognizes that Tyrion is no coward. You know, she wouldn't have named him Hand if he was a coward. And mm-hmm. uh, and the two of them turn their attention to the topic of their impending meeting with Queen Cersei in King's Landing. And Tyrion admits that Cersei cannot be trusted and could be setting a trap for them. And then Daenerys is like, what about us? Are we, uh, are we setting any traps for them? You know, she's like, you got anything in mind? <laughs> um, and Tyrion's like, don't think we should do that. I think that sets a bad precedent for what you're trying to do here. And Daenerys is like, what, what war I has feel like not I been won? Yeah, she's like, um, what war has been won without deceit and mass murder sort of thing? Tyrion brings, Tyrion brings up a really good point here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned to me that you want to break the wheel, you know? You're not, and your, your ancestor, Aegon, mm-hmm. created that wheel. He is the reason that wheel exists. 
So mm-hmm. if you want to break that wheel, what you are aiming to do will not will probably not be achievable in the time that you're alive. In fact, um, and that yeah. obviously, you know, breaches a sensitive topic. Um, mm-hmm. She's yes. like, oh, you've been thinking about my you've been praying on my downfall then, huh, Tyrion? And uh, yeah. he's like, no, that is ludicrous. I've done nothing but devote myself to you. Um, yeah. I'm planning for the long term with you, Daenerys. And, oh, yeah, you know, if you'd have, that if, you'd have thought of the, if you'd have thought of the short term, maybe we would have kept Dorne in Highgarden, you little bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, yeah. She really runs you know, ass here. I feel like this is this is any ruler at hand conversation. Like, this is just the conversations they will always have. Like, they will have to get mean with each other a little bit because the truth has to come out. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is this is like. It is a fair point to to worry about her succession and and what's going to happen after she is she you know she does have the throne. But Daenerys, a great point as well, being like we have to get there first. You I, know? I'm not like, even on the throne yet. Don't yeah, concern like, yourself with that until I'm there. And that's mm-hmm. that is entirely fair. That is probably oh, yeah. something Tyrion should not be considering at the moment. And um, you know, with House of the Dragon, it's like part of getting the throne is your succession that is lined up is a big part of it. But this is, true. I think, just a completely different sort yeah, of. Yeah, no, like Tyrion is posing and... an idea like, you say you're not going to have children, and that's cool. I think in order to win over the favor of a lot of Westerosi lords, you'll have to have a plan in place, yeah. which is, again, also a fair point. Like, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the. You know, we there's have been other elections. Like, I love how, like, an election is so foreign to them. He's like, yeah, the Night's Watch has, like, their own way of picking a leader. Uh, yeah, the Iron Islands have their own way. And th- it's, like, weird. You know, that's, like, fucking so bad that they do that, that they vote for their leader and everything. That sucks. But I guess we could do that, maybe, you know? Well, and- no, I, I, and what's funny is I don't think he's entirely dismissive of the idea of a democracy, sort of. Not a, not a you know, direct democracy, mm-hmm. but they, what they end up concluding, what they end up coming to by the That's end true. of the show, is yeah. probably what he's already thinking about here, which is a cool little connection yeah. to the end of the show is that that's probably what he's already trying to consider is like, I've watched year after year, the success, the successors happen. And every time it's a fucking disaster. So maybe we could just fucking pick. Um, I wonder if that's how it, you know, well, in real history, I think people just eventually got fed up and we're like, all right, we're a little smarter now. We're not just going to obey every order you say. So like, yeah, I think, I don't know if that's exactly how it went in history, but I love that in Game of Thrones history, it's just, they had just a terrible line of succession and they're like, all right, we got to do something. Like something's yeah, like, got to change. Hey, like, you know, even, like even first, the best yeah, one. Robert. You know, Robert took the throne, which is already, you know, like we, we want to avoid that at all costs. If we can avoid war, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but, but then the his King. son was the fucking worst, an absolutely terrible person who had to be assassinated. And when he was assassinated, his little brother took over, who was the easiest, the most easy to manipulate little piece of shit there ever was great Mm -hmm. kid so easy to manipulate and thus we had a whole fucking theocracy take over the city for a while which ultimately led to guess what another mass murder that's what had to happen uh so Mm -hmm. if we could avoid all that 
That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. That'd be pretty cool. I would yeah. like that. And then even the shining example. Finally, we have one. Daenerys, you're going to break the wheel. Yes, we're going to do it. Oh. Ah. Close. Close. Uh, but, uh. Right. Yeah. Who do you think killed more in King's Landing? Cersei in one go with the sept boom? Or Daenerys? Yeah, she probably killed way more. Daenerys, I mean, was... Daenerys killed, like, a lot more people than Cersei did in the sept. Um, yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, because I was yeah, gonna say no, up one... to this point, either Blackwater or the Sept was probably the one event that killed most people in just one go. Like maybe a war or Roberts Rebellion, yeah, yeah. more people over time, but like in one go, probably there. Um, but then, Daniel, yeah, and, yeah, and at least a long fucking time. Like I have a feeling, like Aegon's conquering probably scorched a lot of motherfuckers in that time you know like that's uh, true he that's probably what happened um yeah and i don't know i think we're getting a series i th i don't know that that's been like teased so long or so many times of like yeah. we're gonna get akon's conquering and then uh now we're getting the whatever the fuck it's called i don't know some weird weird title that like i can never remember for whatever's like in the works Duncan right now other than yeah that's it that's right i'm hiding an egg Hey, I'm down for anything they got to release. Anything that's coming from George R. R. Martin, I'm cool. Um, I'm in. I'm cool with I'm it. So. But yeah, no, like, it's just, I would, I would, as far as what we witness in the show, like a, a single event in which the most people are killed, is definitely Daenerys' burning of the city. Um, Cause she doesn't just hit like a, you know, four or five block radius. She goes and just like we're talking i don't like a 45 minute tear of burning Eesh. the entire goddamn city yeah. and um, is it like the most populated city in like westeros too oh, yeah, most densely sure. populated. there's like yeah. millions and millions of people here um yeah um i guess we have a season to get there but, yeah uh, yeah no yeah. that sucks that really does hard to hard and I will grant, you know, we've talked about how, like, it is not entirely surprising she ends up taking that action. She has always been quick to be like, why don't I just go and fuck it up, you know? Mm -hmm. I could be on the throne by tonight. Mm -hmm. I could be the queen in two hours, yeah. you know? Like, she said it multiple times. I mean, multiple times she has and, and been wanting to. It's always been Tyrion. It's always been Jorah. It's always been somebody who's been like, you know, maybe we should take a different course of action. It's been John even at a couple points now. Um, yeah. I think Barristan Selmy maybe even at one point. Um, maybe it got in a little word there. Yeah, talking about like her father being like, hey, mm -hmm. your father actually was a piece of shit. Let me tell you, I was with him. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, but I will, I will grant this now that we are seven episodes away from that, not even six, we are six episodes away from that. It is pretty fucking quick. Like, and I know it was going to, it is just a snap. It is just an all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Oh, never mind. I fuck this. I'm there. And it kind of. The other side of that argument, 
and I know we're probably going to have this conversation again when we get to that episode, is mm-hmm. that kind of has to be what happens. It can't uh, really be, I'm just going to go do it. You know, like, as far as making it compelling. Yeah. It's got it to be a snap. It be like, yeah. you know what? Fuck, Fuck it. it. You know, like, it, do- yeah. it, it kind of does have to be that way. So mm-hmm. I go back and forth. Frankly, I think I'll find that I like the choice. I don't think I'll like yeah. the season. I think I'll like the choice, though. Technically, Daenerys did break the wheel by showing everyone it's time for a change. You know, this it, did break even, the wheel. like Cersei, it was, people were probably like, okay, maybe time for a change. This one was clear. It was like, okay, yeah, we need a change. Mm-hmm. World's got it. We basically have to restart King's Landing anyways. So we might as well just restart our whole political system as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> regardless, um, you know, uh, Daenerys wonders whether, given that Cersei will almost certainly be attempting to double-cross them, they should be planning something similar. And, uh, you know, Tyrion's like, I don't know, you know, you you talk about breaking the wheel rather than merely imitating prior rulers like Aegon. And caution, sir, you know, you've been known to be quite impulsive and have quite the temper, speaking of what I was just saying. Um, (laughs) And she's like, impulsive? When have I been impulsive? He's like, I don't know. What happened last episode? Uh, you yeah. know, you killed the Tarleys, and she's like, they had their choice. He's like, yeah, you could have killed the dad. You should not have killed the son. And she's like, what would you have had me done? Well, you see, sometimes these things are better, and choices are made better if they have time to think about it, and you didn't give them a fucking second. They just committed to their deaths, and you let them, and you let them die. And that's on you, you know? And I appreciated Tyrion kind of being like, you could have thought through that a little more. And yeah, he was fucked like, up oh, about that. He was drinking with Varys in the throne room, like, ah, oh, that wasn't me, right? Like, I, I, like, not I'm me. Not so, for that, am yeah, I? I think this is him just being like, hey, not again. You know, like, we don't do that, yeah. um, sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know. Dick on is just kind of dick on, though. You know, dick on, dick on, Harley. Um, regardless. That was the end there, and we'll now head north of the Wall, where Jon Snow and his ranging party travel through the lands beyond the Wall on their mission to capture a white. And Gendry complains about the bitter cold and asks Tormund about life as a wildling. And, you know, Tormund's like, oh, the key is, uh, you know, keep moving. You know, walking's good, yeah. fighting's better, fucking's best. Um, yep. And someone's like, there's not a woman for miles and miles and miles. Maybe my line from Tormund right here, you know, looking straight to Gendry and saying... I guess we'll have to work with what we got then, you know? And Gendry <laughs> just being like, uh, 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 he's like, uh, I don't know what I signed up for, do I? Like, he's like, yeah. I really just signed up for this willy-nilly, no no thought behind it. Um, but no, I mean, they, you know, I guess, I don't know, could have happened off screen uh, whenever they were huddling up for warmth. I don't think mm-hmm. so, but, um, you know, I think all, all those guys there are a little too... Yeah, just... that Tormund just gets down. Hey, Tormund might be the Oberyn Martell of the Wildlings. I could see it, you know. But he does say, "I'm I got a woman. I'm waiting on one. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. tall the the babies we could create." And then the hounds, the hounds like, like, "What? 
You're talking about Brienne of Tarth? Yeah, I fucking know Brienne of Tarth. You know Brienne of Tarth? You know, like, and these are the sorts of things that I like the sentiment of, but, like, the literal execution of is kind of questionable in terms of dialogue writing. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's actively bad, but it's just kind of like, it's kind of eye-rolly, you know? Like, you're kind of like, okay. You know, like, uh... Yeah, it is just this group of people that are here... It, the amount of storylines that are just crossing over, the amount of yeah. overlap that they're together, yeah, it is crazy. So, and that's, they're and, you trying. Know, like, that's what they want to do. They want they want to provide you an interaction between Tormund and the Hound. That's mm-hmm. a great fucking idea. Love the concept, and I think that what they generally do with the conversation, good job. You did a good you did a good thing here. Barrick and John get their word, and Jorah and John bond, which is actually probably the best part of these interactions it was almost my scene oh. i almost put it for my scene um in it but it, but it was just too small it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's just this reason. small little small moment but it was nice like and uh, that's just, the thing is that like they were so concerned with that concept we were discussing with that idea of being mm-hmm. like look at all this this mod podge of characters that you know you never thought would interact here they are mm-hmm. The amount if of fans focused on the conversations that like mattered, it would have been cool. Um, and I appreciate mm-hmm. a bit of levity. This is a pretty heavy episode, so like I like that Tormund and, and the Hound get their their little bit in, and uh, but mostly just more Jorah and John could have been really really beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, talking. They were both talking their fathers. It was you know like they they already having that good moment, and then. John just being the guy he like were they just gonna w- was the idea if Jorah did take that sword that John just takes Jorah's current sword or does John just go unarmed you know is he just like I'm just getting yeah, you know he's got like a backup situation going on like he's probably got like a dagger or some shit they've all got like those little yeah. dragon glass daggers that I think Jorah is actually using so I imagine yeah, it would have yeah. been a little bit of like a okay yeah true um, but I mean ob- yeah. this um, wasn't obvious you know like He's not going to give it. Like Jorah's not going to. No, take that no, no, no. Sword, like they know? weren't just going to all of a sudden make Longclaw fall and fall <laughs> out of the hands of John. Like that's that didn't make sense. Yeah. But it is a great character for, moment for John, as that is the right thing to do. It was very, yeah. it was a very Ned Stark moment, and uh, we even get a little mention here where Barrick says, "You know, uh, you don't look much like your dad. I bet you look more like your mom." Yeah, huh, interesting there. Uh, you're right. You're 100% right, Beric. Uh, just little do you know. Um, you know, maybe, does he look like Rhaegar at all? No, I mean, Rhaegar's got the fucking... Yeah, not... Hair. I mean, just other than hair. Yeah, no, he doesn't really have any features of Rhaegar mm-hmm. whatsoever. So, yeah, it really is just Lyanna. Yeah, um, but... <laughs> yeah, regardless, uh, you know, Tormund and John end up having another discussion here as well where... Tormund later confides that he's like, I think this was fucking stupid, basically. And uh, John's like, yeah, you know, this, but it will be important. It'll get us in with both queens and hopefully get us help up here. And he's like, uh, so you're concerned about getting in with the queen, huh? Um, think you got that on lock, yeah. homie. Yeah. I think you got it. I think you're in there. Uh, and... Uh, John's kind of like, I don't know, man, like it's she wants me to bend the knee and I don't think I can do that. And this was interesting. It's I think it's important that it comes from Tormund 
yeah. where he says, uh, you know, like how many, like uh wildling trait, you know, you got too mm-hmm. much time spent with the wildlings. You'll never bend the knee again. It's another little example of something that I think is a bit too expository. Um, Hmm. A little bit too on the note. Yeah. Like the next thing he says is fine, but like being like too much time with the wildlings, you'll never want to bend the knee again. Like if like you've been that, watching the show, you fucking know that. The you know, whole like, point of his North storyline, what he learns from Mance Raider, that is the one lesson, the one takeaway. At least he learns more from Mance Raider or Mance Raider than that. But like that is the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's and, my thing is that like that was a little too on the nose for me i was like okay mm-hmm. i know that and i don't know it's like he's explaining that to john you know at least earlier with sansa and aria it was stuff aria didn't know yeah this is clearly both people know uh yeah. you didn't bend the knee you basically led the wildlings as well you became yeah. mance raider you for us it. yeah like you know um <laughs> yeah but the next thing he says, you know, how, you know, how many men died for Mance's pride? Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen a softer side to Tormund that shows that he values the lives of his people more than anything, which I think is important here. I don't entirely believe this would be his sentiment either, though. Mm, that he would still be hard like hard pressed and like, Oh yeah, no, you can't do that. Like that. You can't bend the knee or that. I believe, uh, I believe that he wouldn't be so like, you oughta. He's telling him like, yeah, I think it, it, it might be like during the time while Mance was alive. Fuck yeah. Don't bend the knee. That's what we're all about. We're not even South of the wall yet. You know, sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I'm full in, I'm full with it. But now like after it's happened and they can reflect, it's like, Maybe that wasn't the best idea. You know, like, maybe, you know, like... Yeah, you know, know, while while the Wildlings have expanded John's mind, perhaps John has expanded Tormund's a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Or the Westeros, just being south of the Wall has expanded his mind a bit, being like, oh, y'all kind of living civilized down here, you know? like, uh, Yeah, you guys have it actually... He's been in a castle. Think about that. Yeah. He's been outside his whole life. Maybe in a cave. Maybe. In yeah. a cave, you know. They have little huts. Get, no, stuff. that's yeah. yeah, fair enough. They do have, yeah, they do have little huts and stuff, but they don't have, you know. No, we're not talking stone structures that tower yeah. over, you know, like it's. Yeah. And I do, yeah. I also like when he got north of the wall, I was like, I can finally breathe again, you know, like uh, <laughs> that shit air you're breathing in the, as Southerners, you know. Uh, mm. But regardless, yeah, no, like it was more that expository info dump I felt was a little like unnecessary. I was like, mm hmm. Again, I just kind of rolled my eyes a little bit, but I did appreciate that sentiment coming from Tormund, uh, being like, maybe you should, you know, ultimately I did appreciate it. I want to make that clear. I I do. I did have some qualms with it coming. There was nobody else who it could come from though. So it's like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but while walking Gendry also confronts the brotherhood without banners about selling them off. Uh, and the hound sneers that Gendry should be grateful that he is still alive and points out that this man's been killed six times. How about you quit fucking bitching? Yeah. What was his word? Like wimp whimpering or, it's, or uh, something. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, oh, I don't I know. He's like, remember. oh, you're still moving your mouth and speak and complaining. That's, that's blah or whatever it was, you know, wet, wet. Yeah. It started with a W I think. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I know that that was pretty funny though. Uh, of them being like, "Yeah, we all we've all been through some shit, man." You know, like Who sounds like you. On? Yeah, sounds like you went through something pretty nice. You, Melisandre, you know, was she naked too? Yes. Oh, sounds pretty good so far. You know, he's like he's Put just leeches on my body. Nothing. Oh, yeah. this guy's been killed six fucking times. Nut up. Uh, I thought that was funny, but. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. not entirely sure what to think of this particular revelation. Gendry accepts a drink from Thoros's wineskin. And while walking, John and Jorah also chat about the relationships with their fathers. Um, you know, they were both good, honorable men and did not deserve their deaths. And, you know, Jorah being like, uh, I can't think of a worse way for him to go. And John being like, I hate that he went out like that. Yeah. That's how John went out. Oh, no. It's also oh, how John no. died. Yeah. Yeah, he so hates he, that, like, obviously. Yeah. No, like, and obviously he hates it for Gior, but, like, he literally knows what it's like to go out like that. You know, like, there's not many people who can be like, yeah, I know what it's like to be murdered by my men. You know, like, uh... Yeah, no. Uh, Beric, if he was murdered by his own men, which I don't, I guess every time it's kind of just mutiny, yeah, you know, exactly. So yeah, no, I think this is the only guy who could understand what Gior went through yeah. during that moment. So I damn. hate, and he, and that's what he says. He goes, I hate that he, that he died that way, you know, like, and I'm sure he already did, but like literally knowing what that's like must be even worse, you know? Um, Ooh. But uh, John tries to return Jorah's sword. Uh, you know, Longclaw, he replaced the wolf, or replaced the bear with the wolf, but, you know, it's still Longclaw. And Jorah lets him keep it and tells him that he should pass it on to his future children as well. A lot of mention, a lot of mention this episode of future children. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically in relation to John and Daenerys, which they knew what they were doing, and I think it's hysterical that they were just like, never mind, fuck that. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, Daenerys, she can't, I don't know, she had a kid with Drogo, but there was blood magic during that, you know, like, and that baby just got, you know, whatever happened was to part that, of that thing that she Was part of that spell that she would never be able to bear children again? I think it was just, that's what was Like told. when the sun rises in the, when the sun rises in the oh. west, or the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, sort or other way around. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's it then. Yeah, I think, um, but I guess, like, she's, maybe it is just, she's so scared to try again, she does not, you know, want that to happen again. But say, you know, it's it's all about Daenerys and Jon, maybe they're just supposed to have a kid, you know, like, she can't have a kid until it's with the right person, Maybe you know, and... I mean, but, but, anywho, it's funny that they... That is clear. I feel like that is abundantly clearly what they're trying to do, especially given that they have sex at the end of next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of the idea. Yeah. They were like, cause if I recall correctly, I don't think it was confirmed that season eight was going to be the last season until well after season seven ended. Really? I don't think they went into season seven like yeah. we got to. If I recall correctly, I might be wrong. Did they? Because um, I thought I remember knowing that it was seven episodes and six episodes during season seven. I feel like um, maybe that's all they released, though. Maybe it, that it wasn't the end. But I think they released. I don't know. 
I feel like I remember knowing that both seasons were going to be shorter. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not positive on that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out... Okay. Earliest stuff, okay. There was a trailer March 5th, 2019, which is a month okay. before the season 8 premiere. The date was officially set for season 8, January 13th, 2019. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see if that article gives me any more. Because now I'm curious. Now, now I'm, yeah. I'm going to do all this research live on the air. I'm sorry. Premier, about that. On I'm 2019, I see. I, I don't. This is Wikipedia. This just does not seem right. HBO announced the eighth and final season in July 2016. I mean, that, that would have been prior to that would have been prior to season seven. So if you knew, I feel like I feel like you knew that would have been right. It that felt right that I. At least the when, number. When of did episodes. they announce? Yeah, how many? That announcement did they announce that was the length as well? Consists, yeah, the A season consists of only six episodes. Interesting. Um, oh, yeah, and con- yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know what the fuck they're cooking then. So were they just like foreshadowing for something they knew full well was not going to happen? I mean, honestly, I think it's, they knew the big beats, they were trying to end the show, and they're just like, we don't know how the fuck to do this, like, let's try, like, let's just try a, I don't know, like, they're, they are definitely going in the direction of them having ki- like having kids, like, there's just they- so much said about it, like, it is, she says to him, you directly want- to him, mm-hmm. I, they were my only children. I will never have children, you know? And like, you know, uh, on the nose a little bit more, you're like, okay, well, she's straight up saying she will never have children. So maybe we should take that at face value. But like, uh, they're doing a whole fucking storyline where they're subverting the expectation solely for the reason of subverting the expectation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's another Sansa and Arya maybe situation of obviously they're going to have kids. So whenever it comes out that they're, not going to be together and john you know does her in it's like maybe i don't know yeah maybe they're trying for another i I just i wish i knew i wish i knew what the writer's room was like i wish i knew at what point they were like oh wait maybe john wouldn't be down to fuck his aunt yeah it would it has to be done unknowingly like he cannot know you know yeah the north oh yeah he was raised in the north they're weird about that um shit you know like i i it's got like it's got to mm-hmm. be something like that you know like they had to have been like oh Whoa. fuck wait you know actually like, they actually are related yeah, yeah. like yeah no, i don't know like i <laughs> at some point like it's just it is bizarre i've never really been anti season 8 of thrones and i'm still not anti season 8 the closer we're getting, though, it's... it's it's incredibly obvious that it's far worse. Um, mm-hmm. But anywho, later on, Sandor and uh, Tormund trade jabs uh, about sex, and Tormund learns the word "dick." Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. He, he likes it. the word "dick." Oh, yeah, I'm he's sure like, you do. 
I like it. Yeah, that that was pretty good. That was good. Uh, that was good. The Hound and Tormund were actually pretty good. Oh, know, dude, it was great. Here, it was great. And I, and again, I and that's the thing is that like, I feel like everything could have benefited from. This is one of those really good examples where if this wasn't a seven episode season, mm. this would have been an entire episode storyline. They're traveling, getting there. These yeah. conversations would have absolutely been an entire episode. In this one episode, they go north of the wall, get the walker, get the the white walker. They are trapped on the thing. Daenerys or Gendry runs back. They send a raven to Daenerys. Daenerys flies all the way beyond the wall to save them. All in one episode. Yeah. That is like that's at least two episodes worth in a 10 episode season. At oh, least. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And probably probably two episodes. Um but yeah, no, like, that's the thing, is that this entire episode could have benefited from being two episodes. Mm-hmm. Just could have. Um, but yeah, so, like, all these little interactions, they're fine. They're just, they don't breathe. They don't, it's just, oh, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. And, uh, because then Barrick and John have their conversation about having been revived and how Barrick, sent, Barrick was sent by his father to go get the mountain in season one. Like that was a, I, I remember that, like that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he tells him that he is fighting for life because death is the first and last enemy. Uh, it is inevitable. Yeah. The enemy yeah. always wins. Yeah. But just that is fight. why we must fight it. Yeah. Um, Defend the defenseless, you know, yeah. whatever. And he's just and, saying a bunch of stuff that John is all like already thought, which is this is one of those examples where it's good. Like it's like a you know what? Yeah, he's like you're right. We are mm-hmm. out. We really out here for real. This is why I'm alive. You know. Um, yeah. And John reflects on the Night's Watch oath being the shield that guards the realms of men. He's like, I maybe that's enough. Um, yeah. And then Sandor sees the mountain from his vision lying ahead, and he's like, yep, I fear we're close. Uh, And then, while trudging through a snowstorm, John and his party sight a massive bear with blue eyes approaching them, and the snow bear turns out to have been resurrected by White Walker, and the monstrous creature mauls and kills three of their company, hilariously, three of their company who did not exist prior to this scene. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that was very yeah. Just a there's bunch like five of extra dudes who they do not show leave the wall, which is hysterical. Also, and another example of something being extremely convenient. Um, yeah, because every time someone died, I'm like, wait a minute, is that someone important? That oh, someone no. Else? Nope, nope, just, just another throwaway guy yeah. who they've decided is here now. Um, and when they did walk through the wall, they did have like I think I think I saw like two extras or maybe three. They were like pulling oh, the. Really? pulling like their supplies or something like that ah. um at the end so but definitely not as many that died um like the, the, i was like oh man they have another one die. yeah um yeah and in the deaths you know it does say six wildlings and night watchmen so i guess six people six. Um, died that were not i thought i was overshooting it with five so that's crazy mm-hmm. um yeah yeah this deaths is kind of oh yeah the deaths on this one we have thoros sad Viserion a big one. Uh, yeah. Benjen, which D&D call Cold Hands, uh, which is interesting. He's Has he ever been called Cold Hands in the show? No. In in the, the after, like, inside the episode, they just refer to him as Cold Hands, and I'm like, uh, have I been missing that the whole time? And yeah, it was Benjen. 
Uh, I don't know why they just didn't say Benjin. Um, D&D, it's fascinating. I used to watch those too mm-hmm. back when like the show was going on. And the creator's intentions are absolutely important. Um, they taught me that the creator's intentions is not everything. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes yeah. they'd be talking about something. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I'd that's be like, what, what the you fuck meant? are you talking yeah, about? Like, that's the road you were going down. I'm like, that's man. what you were thinking, right? Like even when they were, whenever they wrote something good, like even when they wrote something that I enjoyed, whenever they were like, well, here's why we wanted to do it. I'm like, why the fuck is that? Why you wanted to do it? You know, I'm like, what, yeah. what, how'd you arrive there? Uh, but nevertheless, um, yeah, they're, they're a fascinating duo of creatives. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, you know, but anywho, they're fighting this bear and Barak and Thoros managed to set the snow bear alight with his flaming sword, but it continues to attack and forcing Thoros to get in its way when it attacks Sandor, who is too terrified of the flames, uh, tries to defend him. And Thoros is unable to break free of its jaws until Jorah kills it with a dragon glass dagger. Uh, mm-hmm. Barrett cauterizes Thoros's wounds with his flaming sword after a brief exchange where, you know, Barrett's like, you all right? And he's like, well, I was, I was just bit by a dead bear. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I, we were, uh, I was in Colorado recently and the threat of a bear was actually like, you do not leave real. food or anything in the car or anything at all because a bear will come and, and, and get it. So we were, I don't know, like it's, you think of a, a, a grizzly bear. Uh, I think the idea is you run. Uh, you you just you just run zigzags, ideally uphill if you can. Uh, running from a grizzly, a black bear. I think you just you try to hold your ground. I think is what you do, or something like that. You try to just get as big as you can and hold your ground. A polar bear. They just say good luck. There's nothing you can do against a polar a, a polar bear. If you're if you're in the presence of one, you're done. And then it hit me like this episode. A dead polar bear or an undead polar bear and a giant one at that. I think I'm accepting my fate. I think it was um, fucking here. huge. Yeah. And I appreciated like in in a series where this is two episodes, this is the culminating event. This is the last thing that happens. You know? And it's just kind of something that's sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, boop. Yep. Yeah. They fought they fought a giant fucking bear. Four people died. None of them mattered. And it seemed that Thoros, like, came away okay from this. Like, it seemed like the carterizing, like... Yeah, he gets up and walks away. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay. So he's like, he's good, you know? Like, I I thought I remembered him dying, but I'm like, okay. The see him, he's pale. Yeah, I guess. Like, he's... Yeah, I guess true. He's not okay. Uh, He's he's doing his thing, but it's it's not going incredibly well, but... After this, that's when Jorah and Thoros have their conversation where about his experience charging with a flaming mm. sword during the Siege of Pike. And this is Jorah, like, just witnessed Thoros do this. So he's like, I basically wanted to tell you that you're one of the bravest people I've ever met in my fucking life. Like, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the Ironborn thought you were a god because of your, the way you were waving that fucking flaming sword around. And, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not not the bravest i'm just the drunkest you know um dog a bit yeah. too a bit too humble me thinks yeah. you uh, think Jor- no. jorah knows he's going you know because i guess the paleness that does make sense i just kind of thought like 
they're north of the wall. This dude is used yeah, to fire. Like, no, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I'm like, I, like, I just thought they were all noticeably just paler than everybody else. Yes, um, he is. Yeah, he definitely is. I think I was just holding out for him. I'm like, no, he, he can't. He, he's fine. Like, he's, oh damn. So like, you thought you remembered him dying, but him getting up there, I, you were like, oh, he's fine. Oh, that explains your your feelings about the episode yeah. much more because we yeah. went we were talking off mic for a while. I I, I remembered exactly how Thoros went out. So like. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, just like, yeah. It just cuts to him frozen, and I'm like, oh. I was like, oh man. I thought this was at least next episode. You know, I I knew he died somewhat soon, but I didn't know it was this episode at all. And that's um, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But nevertheless, while navigating through the mountain, they see a white walker leading a column of whites marching through a canyon below, and the ranging party plants a fire and ambushes them when the white walker stops to investigate. And John again managed to kill his second White Walker um, mm-hmm. with Think. Long Claw. Good job, Jorah, not taking that sword. Yep. Because, um, yeah. He's, he's Sorry, just... Jorah, I don't know if you I don't know if you, I don't know if you do it like that. Um, and there is another thing that I've considered, and I think we talked about this with Hardhome, given how quickly he dispatches that, wa- that White Walker. I actually don't think any of them are that talented at fighting. They just never have competition. Nobody can fucking kill them unless they have these swords. So, like, that's, yeah, I think they're just true. always kind of like, fuck it, I don't need to be good at fighting. I can take anything and then kill these motherfuckers, you know? Um, That's fair. Yeah, they, they shatter just, every weapon, every other weapon that touches them as soon they, as they touch their fucking thing. Yeah, so they like, literally just have to, like, hold it up and, like, hey, I dare you. Swing at me. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. So like, try. Like, I'm maybe, already dead. Maybe I'm not know? giving Dora enough credit. He probably <laughs> would have beat this white's ass, uh, or this white walker's ass, but... uh Mm-hmm. Regardless, uh, I love that John gets to kill his second White Walker. That's really nice. But uh, yeah, the, it is also interesting that again, a bit of a matter of convenience um, that there happens to be one in this raiding party that was not turned by this uh, one, a, si- a single one that was not turned by this White Walker. Um, yeah, and also. Can every White Walker do the Night King thing? That's how whites are created. Maybe the Night King can do it without contact, but maybe the whites have to, like... Touch? Maybe? Yeah, that is Yeah, that is weird. Because uh, the Night King created... No, I guess the whites are Craster's babies. Sometimes though, right? The white they start as humans um, yes. and then are turned. So maybe there's a difference there. But they, yeah, they never really get into that. And I love how John is no, yeah, like, I, like, oh, he must have turned them. That's why they all died. Like it's just he knows, and then, like, and they're like, like it's just that's now. Fact. That is that is what the logic is behind. The, so yeah. if he turned these, the Night King turned all of them, so they'll all die. You know, that um, makes sense. You know, that, 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 tracks. Always, that one I like, and they make it more clear it, than ever yeah. in this episode that they're a hive mind. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that was ever even in question, to be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why the white walkers have that capability is because they're basically the fucking, night they're King. all the night King. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, that, maybe that's just the logic there, but regardless, I just thought that again, just a matter of convenience being like, one of them didn't fall into the same category as the other seven. Uh, yeah, a little regardless. Uh, and again, 
to to draw attention to it later too. Like you might have gotten away with it if they're not being like, "Well, why do you think this one didn't go down?" You know, like. Uh... <laughs> yep. Nope. And I guess okay. Head cannon or a, a little workaround. The Night King, or they know this. They know if the White Walker dies there, all the whites go. They That guy wouldn't have been able to scream and let them know where everyone was if they all died. So maybe they do have just one straggler of another, you know, of someone else so that they, if one goes down, then it's there like, you hey, here you, you are. That's a uh, good, I'll get, see, I and, will, I will take that. That's a good, that's a good workaround. I like that's that. That's like every, every time I'm thinking of the Night King, like, I'm like, I don't think he's just pure evil. You know, like, it seems like it for the, for the show. Dude is just pure evil, wants to kill everybody, make the long night true. But, like, we don't, we have no idea what they do otherwise, you know? Like, are they strategizing? Or are they just like, all right, we go south, we kill as many people as we want, you know? Or is it like... Again, what I think this episode makes clear is that there's no strategizing necessary. uh, Like, they're all... They've never had competition. Like, all of, like, the Night King's just thinking for them. Um, Okay. Okay. Granted, that can't be entirely true because of what happens with the Hound later on when he's chucking rocks. Like, the Night King would probably know when stuff is frozen over. You know? Couldn't he have just walked forward a little bit? Blown, I don't know, done some Superman super freezing, you know? He is winter. And it didn't free like usually he brings the storm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that until just now. Um, I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, no. I mean, like again, just all sorts of just like, whoa! I'm gonna poke a hole here. Whoa! I'm gonna poke a hole here. You know, like it's just a lot. And usually, I don't like to harp on that that kind of stuff. There's it's just so abundant here. There's an awful lot of it. Um, and then they get the one trapped, and they're like, oh well, more are coming. We're fucked. Gendry, go. He runs in the direction I'm pretty certain that the White Walkers come from. He runs in that direction. The other guys run the other way. They run the other way. Gendry runs into the White Walkers and just somehow gets past all, and like somehow that's towards the wall. And I'm like, what is going, like, what is going on here? It seems like it, like, because I mean, yeah, they're in a valley. Yes, they're in a valley. There's only two ways to go. Gentry goes back to the wall, and then the other guys push forward to the ice lake, and then the White Walkers come from where Gentry came from. And I'm like, how did Gen? Is is he just that fast? Dude just fucking booked it, you know. Head cannon. Instead of running straight that way, he just, you know, he he ran around the valley and then fucking yeah. booked it, booked it south. You know, like we're looking east to west here in this valley. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's what I'll go with. And then he just he made it around the edge okay. and just choo, sideways. Yeah. Um, and again, that's funny. I hadn't thought of that either. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless, um, the, I will point out something that is really really good about this episode is the filmmaking. One of my absolute favorite shots. Mm-hmm tension building is whenever that white screeches and they're trying to cover him up and they're trying to get him they're trying to hold him down and then you see the cloud coming and it's a shot of john's back and then mm-hmm. he turns around and he comes into focus and he's like 
fucking run. You know, like he's j- just go. Yeah, you like, know, like you have I to go. You have to get to East Watch. You have to. Gendry's like, no, no, no. Whatever. He's like, dude, no time. You just gotta go, man. Like you're the fastest. And even Tormund's like, give me the hammer. You'll be faster. Like, ev- yeah, like they are like, oh, without that thing, give shit. me. Yeah, they are like, oh shit. Um, yeah, the, and a, complete, a completely useless weapon, by the way. Yeah, no dragon glass on the tip of that thing, really at all. Um, it eventually yeah. gets some upgrades before the Battle of Winterfell. Um, but like, they make a point show when the Hound hits one and he gets back up. You're like, fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you think maybe before you go north of the wall, everyone that is going has. Yeah, but you know, uh, we're we've are. I think we poked too many holes already. Yeah, I mean, perhaps that. maybe we just kind of take it as they come now. Um, <laughs> But regardless, you know, they, uh, you know, Jorah pulls out a bag from his jacket and secures it over the whites that they capture's head. And Sandor and Tormund bind the creature with a coil of rope. And in the middle of this, they realize the captive's howls have drawn the attention of a massive host of white now heading their way, uh, hastening their work. And as the no- noise of the horde approaches, John sends Gendry to Eastwatch. Uh, the whites pursue the group over a lake of weak ice and the shots of them just running, booking it, just like, we don't know where we're going. We don't know how we're going to make it out of this, but we're going to keep fucking going. And uh, yeah. I mean, they get really lucky when they all just decide, like, the white strategy. It's not a terrible strategy, but it is fascinating that they didn't just all decide to keep chasing. Mm-hmm. They all seem to know that they needed to surround them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the Night King, yeah, the Night King, he's, he knows what he's doing. Like, I think, because if he is, if it is a hive mind, like, he's warging basically all of them, you know? That's actually, that's probably exactly what it is. Yeah, Uh, like he can check in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if he's the antithesis to Bran. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, he can just see through any of their eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it gives less credence to know that he should just have known when the lake was frozen, you know? But maybe he is just that dumb. I don't know. Maybe the Night King doesn't have much maybe he is brain brainless. Maybe yeah. he is just kind of like, death, death, death. Like, maybe that's just all that's in his fucking head all day. We don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> hmm. But nevertheless, uh, you know, this one of the party trips and falls behind, and a few of the Horde tackle him, and the combined weight breaks the ice and they fall through. And this causes a chain reaction of the ice breaking in a perfect circle all the way around them. Um, and uh, they have to stop in the middle and make camp on this little rock. And mm-hmm. uh, throughout the night, John and his comrades wait in the middle of the ice while encircled by the army of the dead. Uh, meanwhile, Gendry reaches Eastwatch, and uh, on the outer gates, he collapses from exhaustion. Uh, you remember that song? Uh, he's a runner. He's a track star. That's about yeah. Gendry. That's about Gendry. Um, not literally, but it should. No, it might. No, it is. No, it is. No, I love. I love that. It's like he did exactly what he needed to do. It's like a marathon runner. You know, mm-hmm. they they have all that strength, and right when they pass the finish line, <laughs> you know, just ah, like holy shit, I can rest. Because Davos yeah. is like, where are the others? Um, love Davos, by the way. Love love a little Davos tidbit. I appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. he's. You know what happened? Gendry's like, we need a raven. We must send a raven. Get the maester now! Yeah, Davos was. <laughs> yeah, Davos knew it was pertinent. Like Davos was like, "Where's Where everyone the else?" Fucking a, like, you know. Raven, okay, get the maester. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah, I love. Uh, <laughs> morning comes, 
which, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are doing a little bit of the fast travel thing, but I do appreciate that they do depict time passing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's just like this all happens within the same two hour period. No, like there's probably it's probably yeah. a good. Yeah, I guess they are just kind of hunkering down over there, you know, yeah. like they're just they're just cold and it does does take a while for water to freeze. So I guess fair. I'm enough, pretty sure you know. we get a shot of them where I'm pretty sure they're all waking up. I'm pretty sure they all slept. Mm, okay that could um, make sense like, yeah they all kind of like mm-hmm. when they find thoros i'm pretty sure they're all waking up from oh from and he just didn't survive they didn't night. just that, they didn't just let thoros die or next that makes that. more uh, sense yeah, yeah that makes uh, way more sense um but uh it granted i will also say that for a great squad y'all don't have a system set up where one of y'all is going to stay awake um if the, if the, the ice freezes over and they come running, y'all are fucked. And maybe the they just know that. Maybe yeah. they're just like, yeah. if that's how it happens, that's how it happens. You I'd know? rather but be like, asleep, you know, sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's like, eh, I'll get one more good nap in. Or they're just that tired. They're like, they're just they're like, probably fuck, that tired. Man. They probably yeah, are. Just, but like, damn, it's just a lot of funny stuff where I'm like, now why the fuck did y'all all sleep? You know, I'm like, maybe Thoros, imagine, maybe yeah. Thoros was keeping watch. That's what I was going to say. Imagine they told <laughs> Thoros to be the one to keep watch, and then he's just the one that goes. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Damn, our uh, watchman died. Um, but, uh... <laughs> they all awake to find Thoros has died from his wounds in the night, and Beric and Sandor play, pay their last respects, and Hound tries to give Beric a little peace of mind by saying it's... They say it's one of the better ways to go. Um, I guess in your sleep. Yeah. Cause I, I did not, that. I did not get that a day passed and that they slept. Cause whenever he said it's, it's a better way to go. I'm like freezing to death. I'm like, or you're, or bleeding because of wounds. I'm like, well, hold on. How is that a good way to go? But this makes much more sense if, if it was through the night, an um, entire night. And that's that, that is why I've always been kind of like Gendry arrives at the wall in the middle of the night. It is not light out when he does that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. So like there is a very, very, it's quickly edited. Time is mm-hmm. passing fast, but they are allowing time to pass. Yeah. Not it, it. It is. I think I just, I'm just caught up in the moment of everything that's going on. I'm not and really noticing. Rant. First time I watched this, I was too. I was like, wow, this is fucking zooming, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I've since had to defend this to a lot, a lot of times. Um, True. And been like, no, wait, but they do let time pass. You see, um, you know, like, uh, that's kind of been, that's kind of been the vibe. But regardless, uh, at John's insistence here, they burn the body with Barrack's flaming sword so Thoros can't be reanimated. And the Whites watch while their captive White struggles under its hood and restraints. And Jorah proposes killing the White. He's like, why don't we just fucking kill this thing? We can bring it. Yeah, he's like, he's right there. He's looking at us right now. He's he's just chilling right there, um, which I think is is hilarious. Like, if, like, look at that motherfucker. Look at him up there. And he's just like on his fucking horse. Um, holding his spear. Like, it's not against the ground either. He's like actually holding, yeah, it, up holding it up in the air on the side. I'm like, you know what? Maybe yeah. he doesn't have a brain. You know, maybe it, like. <laughs> bro, maybe, bro, head empty, death only. Um, yeah, hold. But, uh, I'm just so cold, I can't even think. Cold, die, die, cold. Um, He's like Hodor, but with, like, nothing but 
death and cold on his head. Death. Death because cold. Death, death because cold. cold. Death yeah. because cold. Um, <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> um, the apparently the Night King is just kind like recently arrived. Like he wasn't here before. He was like, "Oh, I've been alerted by my little brain. Uh, mm-hmm. Must go." Um, he's okay. like, "Maybe we should surround them, surround them, so he can take the travel to get there." I think. Maybe you know I'm I'm really going back and forth if this dude has a brain or not. But um, no, I mean I think he's intelligent. I do. He's too yeah. like. There's a moment in season eight whenever Danny says Dracarys and in the Battle of Winterfell and the Night King's just on the ground and the fire beats down at him and mm-hmm. when he doesn't die he smiles at her. You know he's like mm-hmm. like this dude's got thoughts going on behind his head. You know like th- those eyes. There's something going on behind them. Um, we will never know because he never speaks. Uh, but regardless, uh, possibly one of the biggest teases in the history of television. Um, and I mean, tease in the sense of like, they're teased, like they, they're, they're teasing us. Like they're like, <laughs> Ooh, Night King, White Walkers. Ooh, what's the it's deal just- with them? You don't there's fucking know when you mysterious. never will. Yeah, yeah, there's just um, mysterious. You'll never know frankly, who like, I'm mostly okay with that. It's the one thing I will grant is that maybe the Night King should have said something at some point. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't know even what. in their own language, you know, it doesn't even have to, like, it just anything or just. Just something, man. To, like, uh, one of his own. Yeah, I don't know. Something. I guess it is all him, though. Who is he going to talk to? It's all just him. Other than Craster's kids, or is that, are they just turned into him? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Um, I don't know. But regardless, we'll we'll get to talk about more of that later. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, he then adds that the Lord of Light has not resurrected John for no reason. But Sandra reminds him that they have just lost their priest, and you know you're on your last life now, Beric. Mm-hmm. And after receiving Gendry's message from Eastwatch, Tyrion implores my favorite character of the episode, Queen Daenerys Targaryen, uh, who has donned a cold weather version of her Targaryen garb. Love that. You know, it's all white. She's like, yeah, let's do this thing right. I got to get dressed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they need my help immediately, but not before I not before out, I look like, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be looking fucking fine if I'm going to save John's ass right now. That could technically be camouflage. You know, they're going in. No, the- and I, Tactically, it it is camouflage. It is also, you know, less camouflage when you arrive on the back of a giant fucking dragon. But you know, um, yeah, I guess they fair and and two others following behind as well. So yeah, she's got incredible fashion sense. You know, like it doesn't matter. She's just oh, sorry. Back now. Seems um, I froze for a moment. Yeah. There. I heard I incredible fashion sense, and then it cut off. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's got an incredible fashion sense. This is just kind of what all her clothes look like. It's not like she's specifically picked out, like, I gotta be looking fine. Like, this, she's never not looked great. So, like... This is true. You know, I'll grant her that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, she looks, she looks wonderful. And, uh, you know, sh- Tyrion's like you shouldn't you should not go and she asks what would you have me do and he says nothing sometimes the hardest thing to do is nothing and there's nothing you can do they knew the risks they knew they could die this is what needs to happen and uh you know uh 
Daenerys is like, you've told me to do nothing before. It didn't do me shit. So I'm going to go ahead and go. And she goes ahead and takes all three dragons beyond the wall to aid Jon Snow and his ranging party. And amidst that ranging party, bored out of his mind, Sandor decides he's going to throw some rocks at some undead minions. He's (laughs) like, why not? Why not? Why not do something really fucking stupid? Why not go ahead and taunt these motherfuckers? That seems good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking that's a great idea. So he goes ahead and throws one. First one goes off without a hitch. Knocks off the jaw of one of them. It's like, yeah. Could have stopped there, Hound. You know, you could have stopped right there. You got your satisfaction. Why must you continue? Uh, the second, however, skids across the ice. And both the party and the undead quickly realize that the uh, the water has frozen. And it is once more iced. Um, oh, and it's oh. going to support them. One of them starts to walk toward them real slow. And then a few more. And then a few more. And they all begin to get ready. For the coming we'll battle. At, from this point on, I will give them. Like this episode's yeah. pretty fucking dope from here on out. Yeah. I dig the rest of this episode. Um, mm. when, when we're in the action, when we're in the thick of it, I do have, it's a common complaint with, or a common gripe with basically any situation like this. Mm-hmm. Impossible. There's no fucking way they win this. And the fact that only one of them dies from here on out, insane. Uh, no fucking shot, but I'll take it. I'll accept it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that they were maybe thinking about, oh, if we kill a dragon, that's big enough for it to make it yeah. seem, you know, that. And that's the that other thing is that like, out, but... yes, it's all, in, I don't know. Like, it's just, I have conflicting feelings about the way they handle stakes from here on in. Like a mm-hmm. lot of important people die, but nobody that important dies. Like, uh, and besides the big ice spear javelin whatever they always just have those on them right yeah those are this wasn't there. like the first time that they've had them this no, is the first I'm time they sure. used I'm pretty them sure this is basically what their swords are too like oh, it's, okay it's, so this is just their their weapon okay so it's not weapon. like it's not like this is the first time they showed up with them and it's like oh we know a dragon's coming Bang. you know i no. think he just lucked into quite the situation Yes. Uh, for him. Yeah. But, okay. Just wanted to, but, to yeah, make sure. Uh, we, we descend into this massive fucking battle, and it is very cool. There's a moment whenever Tormund and John come back to back, and they look at each other, and they're like... And like, it made oh, me realize, I've got chills talking about it right now, this is the third fucking battle they've fought in together. Ooh. Oh, man. Let's see. They fought at hard home together. Hard home. Okay. Well, this is the fourth battle they've been in at the same time. They were in the battle of the wall against each other. They were Mm -hmm. at the, they were at the battle of hard home fighting alongside each other against the same enemy. They were in the battle of the bastards where basically this exact same shot happened, which is really what did it for Mm -hmm. me. Um, Yeah. And then now this where they're like, we've lived through too fucking much. This might be it. You know, like they're Uh, like, this is probably all, you know, um, that's clear. John, like, John's not saying a single word. He's, like, the only one not fighting right here. And he's just, like, kind of taking it all in, you know? And, like, he's the only one defending, like, the back of them. Like, they're on top of the rock, and he's, like, he's kind of going to slice the people who come up. But he's, honestly, he's, like, this is it. Like, this is where we die. Like, there's there's nothing we can do. We'll fight for a little bit, but eventually 
they're going to over, you know, they, they will kill us. And he's, mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know, it was a beautiful moment. Like, even, even I know what's going to happen, but, like, the threat of them actually dying was there. Um, it's just, like, obviously when you see them on that little island completely surrounded, you're like, well, what's the only move left in the entire show? A dragon coming in and saving the day. It's like, it's like, the only it's way. No, another shot that just was fucking gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. There's a couple here. Whenever they start to like storm them, uh, there's a shot mm-hmm. of like, I love really good blocking. I love staging and just like the capturing mm-hmm. people perfectly so that nobody's like covered, nobody's overlapped, everything's staged perfectly. There's a moment whenever it's like Barrack. Tormund and the Hound, and they're all standing like several feet apart, but they look lined up right next to each other as they're approaching, and it's fucking gorgeous. I absolutely loved it. And then my favorite, what is probably my favorite shot of the episode, is whenever the dude who John tries to save, who he like, he didn't accidentally kill. He saved his life, but then like kind of forced him into an unfortunate situation where his back was against mm-hmm. the wall and he fell. Um, yeah. Whenever that guy's fa- that guy's falling and. <laughs> They're all descending just, upon him, and everyone's fighting behind him, and it just kind of mm, zooms out with him yeah. standing above everyone. Like, okay, like, dude, fucking gorgeous, absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, that's that's when we get our Deus Ex Machina here, and not not the first of the episode. There's been all sorts of them here. Tormund almost gets taken under the ice, which was extremely important for me and one of the holes that I've always understood but now officially feel like we can negate is how they get Viserion out of the water. Mm. They do not die when they go down there. Oh, They burst through the ice and try to pull Tormund down. Um, Yeah, okay. I guess they're already dead. So yeah, freezing to death is... Yeah, freezing to death is nothing. Swimming down there, chaining that motherfucker up, and pulling him out. That is something they can do, which I was like, you know what? That's a good attention to detail that I don't know if it was intentional, but it's enough for me to rationalize how they are able to pull Viserion out of the water later. I will grant that. I just didn't know where they got the chains. That was my only thing was like, where the, wait, where the fuck they get that? You know, where where Um, did those come from? Yeah. Like that, I still don't have an answer for. They do leave and then come back, which is important. They went and got the chains. Um, don't know where, don't know how, but they did leave to go get them. Um, I guess at hard home, a bunch of boats were there and destroyed and an anchor. Do they have anchors on yeah. those ships? You know, and maybe that's the chain. I think they the have to. I don't think there's a way um, they cannot. Um, yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe they got a whole civilization we don't know about. Maybe they're making these fucking shits as well, you know, up in the north of the wall. I don't think that's as likely. No way. No way. But, um, yeah, that was that was my thought. It's just like how they get them. But then it's like, oh, they kill everything, and then they just have whatever's left over. They loot, you know? You know they so, basically, yeah, mm-hmm. they, 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 get what they, they get what they get. But, uh. Yeah, no, they they get their one, their savior here. Uh, Queen Daenerys arrives with her dragons who attack the whites with dragon fire. And you're like, this moment actually did, like, as much as I'm like, it's the obvious choice, it had to happen. It does give me chills. My tears, my eyes did well up with tears. I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. You know what? I was like, thank God. Um, hmm. And maybe hmm. that's just a sign I'm a simpleton. But regardless, uh, oh. you know, uh, just watching all these whites burn and like John look up at her and like, this is the first time he's seeing this, you know, he's heard about it and like 
this is something they do. He knows that she left and she came back with fewer enemies and you know, all that, all mm-hmm. that, but they, they have not seen this. And yeah. it's just a point whenever, you know, John's like, Oh, thank fucking God. You know, it's, like it's not, not just for saving me now, but this is going to be so fucking useful. Like, this, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, thank like, you. Everything like a dragon does go. Yes. But now Daenerys is without a doubt on there's you know, it's like, and she says it like, you just have to and see he's it. without a doubt on hers. Yeah. He's like, like you, they had like, feelings and everything. This just locked it in, you know, like mm-hmm. this, like she was like, Oh, I can't let you. Die. I think that's the reason she went was because of John. Like she was like, I don't want to do yeah. I, the nothing was just an excuse to be like, I have to go try to save John. Um, and it, then that it, Maybe maybe Jorah, you know, maybe it's the combination of Jorah and John, mm-hmm. but logically, True. True. to face a threat she doesn't know exists. There's mm-hmm. one fucking reason she's going up there, man, and it's it's it is to save John or to save Jorah or both of them or as many as she can. Mm-hmm. She's a good yeah. person, but like, that's why she's fucking going, man. Like, it, it, she doesn't know that these things exist. She doesn't know that's real. You know, mm-hmm. uh, look what she does afterwards. She's on top of the wall waiting for one person, the one, mm-hmm. you know, and and he does the hero Jorah. thing, you know, um, but waiting for Jorah. Well, Jorah standing out there is like, I think. It might oh, be, you know. oh, yeah. He's like, really? Fuck, already? Man, you really this. are in love with that guy. Shit. There's just really Boom, another boom, replacement boom. every time. Um, yeah. And then and then she turns up on top of the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah i fucking love i love that like i said the rest of this episode fucking flames i love the rest of this it's good um yeah yeah. uh yeah and uh so all that goes goes their way for a second and uh john and his party rush to daenerys and her dragon drogon dragging their captive white with them while Viserion and rhaegal provide covering fire from above meanwhile the night king obtains an icy javelin from one of his lieutenants and hurls it um, directly at Viserion, scoring a direct hit. Now, what I really loved was already John had decided, I'm probably not going to go with you. I'm going to, now that I know our white captive is going to go there, now that I know everyone will believe this, now that I know I don't have to lead the fight, mm-hmm. I will die trying to kill this motherfucker before you have to do that. Yeah. Um. Yep, but the one, maybe the one gripe is him just not full-on sprinting at the Night King. You know, I guess there was a lot of things in his path, you know, a lot of undead in the way. I but, like, if, if we just yeah. saw, like, his vision, like, narrow, you know, tunnel vision, if we just saw him tunnel vision on the Night King and just, you know, start, just even start to run, and then something happens where, you know, he's take or I don't know, something. Um, I was close to giving Kit Harrington my performance. Um, and it is in these, it's here in a couple moments. Um, Viserion gets hit by the icy javelin and blood is pouring out fires engulfing his body. He's letting out horrendous screeches. Um, he plunges helplessly into a free fall. Um, Rhaegal flies right behind him and tries to go down with him and obviously cannot save him. But like that, 
I never really noticed that, that he, he mm-hmm. is right behind him. He is trying to save his brother. Um, and then, you know, Drogon letting out a screech, Rhaegal letting out a screech, powerless to help him. As all of them watch in horror, as they realize the Night King's got that fucking cannon on him. Um, yeah, that, I mean, damn, what a throw. Need him in the NFL. Uh, dude could literally throw 500 yards, uh, without a problem. Um, at least. Yeah. yeah no, uh, yeah, bro. And all of, you know, like Daenerys is obviously in mourning. All the oh, rest yeah. of them are like, we're on one of those things right now. Fuck. Yeah, they're like, you know, Holy <laughs> shit. We thought that these things were indestructible. Like, yeah. They were already these things, and I yeah. thought they were like you know. Tormund's like, I don't know, man. I thought for sure that this thing couldn't die. Um, because that's another thing is that like they don't make a moment out of it. Tormund hasn't seen these. Oh wow! Yeah, no. Um, I'm pretty sure he Gendry also probably hasn't. Um, and in King's Landing, his entire the entire time, he did go down to Dragonstone. Yes. Yes, he was right. at Dragonstone so maybe in the cave and, and then yeah. introduced himself to John. Maybe he okay, did he see them, but mm-hmm. regardless, like I appreciated that Tormund's just like, Yep, I'm a hop on the back of this motherfucker right now, you know. Uh mm-hmm. but uh it's when they go down and John like turns and looks at the Night King and then I don't know. I I appreciate what you mean about him trying to sprint towards him, but when he just like starts stepping towards him and everything that comes mm. at him, he's just walking, he's just, just oh, okay. dispatching all of them immediately. Like, okay, no, I'm gonna yeah. get you. Right. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm gonna get you right now. Uh, and I would have appreciated everything even more. Right then, the Night King <laughs> is handed another javelin, and John turns around and tells Daenerys, "Y'all gotta fucking go." Yeah, yeah. Go now. I would have enjoyed if he did not sprint back towards the dragon. Mm, When he gets tackled under the ice. Like continuing on his path and then, okay. That's one little detail that I think is just kind of a mindless mistake. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just something they weren't really thinking about the implication of. He's telling them to go as in like, I'm willing to die here. Why then not try to continue going for what you were going for like two seconds ago? Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess, I mean, they needed him to live. I understand how you could overlook that. I really do. Like, it's it's a simple thing. It's a camera thing, I'm assuming. It's like, it's from the perspective of Daenerys that she watched, or them, they watch him get tackled. Mm -hmm. It is not as cool to see the back of him while that happens, uh, like I see, it's just it, it's a different choice, and I think there is an easy solver where the camera's just on the other side of him. Uh, but regardless, uh, like it makes for me it absolutely senseless he didn't mount Drogon a second ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my whole thought is Drogon. They all get on Drogon. Rhaegal is just out there, you know. And that's the one John eventually gets on. That's the, the one, one that's named, named after, after his, his father. Why yeah. didn't 
Rhaegal save him from doing this, and he gets on Rhaegal, and this is the first John flight on a drag. You know, I think this would have been incredible, like a drag showing that the dragons have, you know, they're very I smart themselves, and like, and he, you know, and I don't know that that I just felt was kind of a misstep. And I don't know, dragons are very expensive. Like you said, the camera on the other side of John would mean that Drogon is fully in view of the background, so it's probably just a That's money true. situation. You know, That's it's true. like. Yeah, it, they're very expensive to do, so that's probably a, a big factor in in their shots. But in to have Viser or Rhaegal save John is a whole other budget they have to open up as well. So mm-hmm. that's probably it. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, I mean they they watch as John gets tackled beneath the ice, and Daenerys is forced to leave him behind before the Night King can kill them, and he barely misses them. Um, with the dragons gone, the Night King and his army leave the scene. And later, Jon Snow climbs out of the ice and regains Longclaw. Now, I know you've heard the little fucking theory about Longclaw, how its eyes, like, do you notice its eyes do anything weird during this scene? What? You've never heard this? You've never heard this? What? How have I? Yeah, how have I not heard this? That's why I was like, I was assuming you'd be all over this. Um, and it's just it's just a lighting thing, but people ran with it. It's absolutely just a lighting thing. Um, okay. The eyes are all white, and then John slams his hand. A pupil appears, and then when he lifts his way all the way up, the eyes are completely black. Like it's like it almost like it's like. Hmm. People thought some warging thing was happening, and that's but that it happened with Longclaw, which I don't even know what the fuck that would do, so I don't believe it one bit. But um, to warg a sword, like yeah. the sword was warged. I mean, like if you look at it, I understand mm-hmm. why people would think that the eyes go completely white. They are completely white, and then they appear to have a pupil. So, like, it looks the way that things do when they warg. I think it's just a the water splashing, the light changing, him moving the sword in specific ways. Um, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't pick up on it whatsoever at all. Um, so that's... Yeah, I'm that impressed is... that you've never heard anything about the long claw being some sort of magic. Like, I think part of it was that they thought that long claw was Lightbringer, the sword that was destined to end the conflict and all that sort of stuff. So it was like playing into that. Um, Are you like watching it now? I mean, that is a weird flash of white that all of a sudden does happen. Well, Um, I I took it like it starts as white. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just, they're not, they are like jewels or like they're like, crystals and it's just a reflection when he it grabs is, yeah. it and turns it they're all black and it's yeah it's a change of light that happens there um it's clearly okay. reflecting light i think um yeah yeah because when it's on the ground just by itself before he even comes out they're mm-hmm. white the eyes are yeah, white already pure white. yeah pure white and then he slams his hand down and yeah it's pupil. like a ref- yeah I could see how people think it's a pupil, but I think it's, I literally think it's just the sword shifting slightly. Um, 
It is weird how it is so in focus, though. You know, like, I, yeah, I see why people yeah. would run with it. Like, it, it was the only thing in frame at the beginning, and then, you know, now, whatever. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it, it to get out and everything, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but regardless. It called, um, maybe it called the Benjen, you know? Maybe that's the only thing, you know? Maybe, uh, or yeah. Benjen was the one who, yeah, that doesn't... I, 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 I like it. I would have ran with it initially, and then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I guess it falls apart pretty quickly. But that, oh. yeah, but yeah, John climbs out, regains Longclaw, and just walks away as like, fucking do this thing, you know? Like, uh, I know y'all are gonna come after my ass one more you time again. So yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, John is quickly spotted and pursued. Before the whites can finish the king in the north, his long lost uncle Benjamin Stark appears, mm-hmm. as if from nowhere. On horseback with its flaming flail, and Benjamin tells John to flee on his horse. Go. There's no time. I'm gonna watch you for a second before I have to fight anybody, though. Um, I think it is this quick, just so that you don't think about it. Uh, yeah, no, so that you don't have to think about like. I mean, there is another thing here that like Benjamin can't go south of the wall. It's. I mean, like he might just be resigning his fate. You know, he's just kind of like. I can never go south of the wall again. I've saved you. Maybe it's just my time. That's it. You know, um, that's what I think. I'm like, me, I think it's a brand thing. Uh, the fact that he did save brand, um, mm-hmm. saving brand, you know, and that's a whole from the past all the way into the future. You know, it ha- it has to happen that way. Maybe Benjamin's the same way. He saves brand. He saves John. He saves the Starks, right. you know, and, and maybe brand is in Benjamin right now. Like maybe, yeah. Or like he he's ran like like, I could believe he alerted him to the threat. Yeah, yeah. Been like, hey, you need to go here, Benjamin. Go. This is what you're what you're meant for. That's Mm -hmm. that's fine with me. Um, again, could have benefited from a scene where they show that. Um, Mm -hmm. because, brother, is it stupid as hell that he just shows up here? It's pretty it ridiculous. is so fucking dumb. I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. It's fine. But my God, is that like, y'all are really just doing anything here. You know, like. Fan service, fan service, fan service. This, this was a fan service heavy episode. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess Benjen, yeah, he's still somewhere out there. He is north of the wall always, but like. And I guess he can blend in with the army of the dead because he's partially one of them. So, you know, that's why he can sneak through their lines and come from behind. And yeah, I guess maybe he's watching this whole thing go down. He's like, well, I can't go now or else I'm definitely not going to be able to do anything, but yeah, but show us. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like show us shit, man. Mm-hmm. bothers the shit out of me and it shouldn't it's fine it's small it's not that big a deal but it's it is a big deal this is what saves the main character of the show's life yeah and that's the thing they they John were is very like, careful about everything in the previous dead. seasons yeah yeah every everything else that happens previously in the show like it is explained like there's nothing that this it's like oh wow like what a cheat like this is cheap like yeah a little, this is like, a standout like what like you're fucking kidding. They used all the cards they had. The dragons came. They didn't save John. They're like, all right, what the fuck else do we have? Oh yeah, how Benjen's about old, old hands? Um, yeah, yeah, it's I don't fucking know, man. But 
at Eastwatch. Sandor carries a struggling white into a boat, and Tormund and Beric tell him they will meet again, but Sandor retorts he sure hopes not. Um, and Daenerys sends Drogon and Rhaegal to scour the surrounding mountains for Jon. Um, and Jorah tells Daenerys that it, it is, it's time to leave, but she insists on waiting a bit longer. And by a bit longer, she means five seconds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to make no, it like, I don't actually have a problem with that. I'm just being but... facetious there. Like, that is typically how that goes. You know, she's like, I'll wait a bit longer. And then she realizes that waiting is it's pointless it's if it's it hasn't happened it's not going to so she goes and leaves you know it's it is mm-hmm. what it is um but uh this this is the beginning of what gets amelia clark my performance nod for sure the okay. next couple scenes with her are fucking astounding we've talked in previous episodes where she does show that she feels things mm-hmm. you know that deeply that she is moved to her core by certain things it's been a while since we've seen that and it was not or just like i want him to be okay please tell me he's okay type shit like i love that i love that shit yeah um, wow okay i i initially put down amelia clark for me um i put her down as performance and then i had um john as the character um but then i i thought about What's happening here? John's doesn't really do anything out of character or anything new. Um, he's just doing what he's, you know, he's already on, on the plan. He said he's going to do mm-hmm. the Jorah thing is nice, you know. Um, he, but that's what John would do anyways. This is what John does. Yeah. Daenerys, like actually going to, you know, her being like, I'm not just going to stand around and do nothing. You know, like I'm, I'm going to go like her even making that decision, I think was a big character, uh, moment for her. So, I gave Daenerys the character nod, and then I gave Kit Harrington. I I I almost doubled up with Amelia Clark because you're right; she's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I did double up with Amelia um, Clark. Okay, uh, so I, I guess she's getting her flowers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I did I did give Kit uh, the the performance. Uh, he does. For he all does the, fantastic. He does yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. So but let's yeah, see. You know, that, whenever whenever he AMD. pulls up here. And falls off the back of his horse. Um, what's that do? It's Amelia or Daenerys? Uh, she was fourth uh, below Oberyn and Tyrion, but now she's at eleven character nods, which is second place, only below Jon Snow at fifteen. So they are the the one and two now for character. Oh, because we um, both gave her the character. Okay. She mm-hmm. she jumped. Okay, love that. Love that for her. She's probably still second in performance nods then. She is. Yeah, she'll... Uh, Lena Headey has 18. This will give her 16. Amelia Clark at 16. So only two behind. And then Kit Harrington at 15 mm-hmm. uh, with mine. So... Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. I love that. Um, But, uh, yeah, her relief... Whenever John, she sees John, like, love that. Great, great performance by Amelia there. Uh, but aboard the ship, Davos and Gendry remove the frozen stiff garments of Jon Snow, who has suffered severe hypothermia and several injuries. And Daenerys also gets to see that uh, Davos's mentioning of him taking a knife in the heart. Uh, is Not quite exaggeration. Cool. Yeah. Yes. No quite exaggeration cool. there. Uh, multiple uh, knives in the heart. Um, several stabbing so. wounds mm-hmm. um 
and in the narrow sea, my favorite scene begins. Uh, Jon Snow wakes up to find Daenerys watching over him in his chambers. Uh, and again, just from the fucking jump, uh, Amelia Clark is oozing talent, just ridiculous amounts of talent. And it's impressive that the air she's giving off, they don't write it this way, but she's there for comfort. Yeah. Not to comfort him, but so that when he wakes up, she, he can comfort her. And I mm-hmm. fucking love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm a sucker she, for that man. Her uh, kid just died, you know? Like, yeah. That, those are her children for real. Like, and, that is, and if you don't feel that said. way, whatever. She quite, she quite simply does, you know? Um, so. Yeah. But and then John wakes up and delivers my favorite line of the episode or one of my favorite lines of the episode. I went with it initially. And then he says another line a couple seconds later that I'm like, nah, yeah, that's it. Uh, when he goes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I I was like incredible delivery, incredible reaction by Amelia Clark. Um, but, you know. Uh, he says, you know, they wish he wishes they never done it. Um, and Daenerys goes, no, like, I'm glad, I'm glad I did because now I know it's real. You have to see it to know, um, and overcome with emotion. She tells John that the dragons are her only children she will ever have and vows that she and John will work together to destroy the night King. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I appreciate another thing that I absolutely love is that she agrees to help him before he bends the knee. He does mm-hmm. not, he officially does not need to do that. It is something mm-hmm. that is officially no longer required of him. Um, yep. But, you know, John, thanks her for her support. Thank, thank you, you Danny. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Danny. Huh. Interesting. The last person to call me Danny was my brother. Hmm. Very strange. And John's like, oh, definitely not Danny then. Like, he's like, yeah, like, let's get this family business out of here. And, you know, you know, and uh, she maybe, does specify it's not the company you want to keep. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. How about? Not that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. How about my queen? Uh, yeah, and that's that was my, that's my line. Yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll stick with the torment line of him having to, you know, fuck each other to stay warm. Uh, just because <laughs> that that was my other option though. Uh, was was this one and and this was How about my queen. Yeah, I had two options for scene. It was this or. Drogon coming in, and Jan, you know Danny Drogon and and saving the day. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'll spread the love. I'll I'll give okay. it. I'll give it to that. Even though this probably deserves the double this, nod this, for the scene. This like this was fucking, this is a powerhouse moment, man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, touched by little, his sentiment here. You know, realizing he's agreeing to bend the knee. Daenerys asks John what the Northern Lords loyal to him will make of this, and John says, "Well, they're just gonna have to fucking deal." And they'll they'll see, you know, they'll get it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yep, the little hand already has holding yes. hands, and then yeah. she tries to pull away, but John like tightens it a little Holds bit, a and yeah. then a little bit later, like, and then when Daenerys goes to let go, she like goes a little slow to see if he'll like do it again. You know, yeah. it, it seems that like it's like both of them do not want to let go, and like, no, yeah. It is, you know, I always remember, yeah, I guess she is his aunt. It is we like fuck. I, I, it is, it, you know, thing, bro. Like, for the entire show, they were not. You know, they have zero clue. Zero. Mm-hmm. It's not a Jamie it's and not, Cersei. It's they not were a Jamie and Cersei thing where they know? know they are twin siblings. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Much, and, much. And yeah. Here's my thing is that I think that both of them have been in better relationships. But I do think mm-hmm. that ultimately, like a lot of people like to compare the uh, the relationship that forms over the course of House of the Dragon as well between Rhaenyra and uh, Aemon. Damon. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Damon and Rhaenyra. Different. Very different. Uh, Damon knows that is his niece and has mm-hmm. since she was born. Mm-hmm. Um, he has watched that's, her grow that's up. That's intensely fucked up. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If I like, if I fell in love with a woman and then I happened to find out she was my aunt, I would probably react the same way as John. I don't think I'd be okay with it. I think that would be a ruiner for me on a personal note. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would never leave your mind. It like no, there's, I mean, there's like, no I, way to get that around is something, it. That is a, you, there was there's this concept in How I Met Your Mother, where they they call it uh oh I can't remember what what they call it specifically, but it, it, they learn a new detail, and the glass is shattered. Something mm-hmm. something is different. Uh, glass breaks. There's a sound effect. It's like a oh. I did this uh, on this way, but I used to do this. You know, it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I love you. Turns out I'm your aunt. You can never, you can never interact with that person in a proper way again, mm-hmm. uh, beyond familially, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that they are, they, the, the sexual tension here is, I mean, you could feel it in the air. And the only thing that's stopping them, John, can't really he's just you know he needs some rest he's very very hurt um How'd you which do I, very carefully and that would have been hilarious that would have been hilarious if it was like a little pull through and like the first time john and danny have sex it's the same as sam and gilly but no but it's not the moment also, it felt- danny is mourning the death of her dragon yeah, so it's not right, like it's it, not yeah, the time. it doesn't uh, really work uh doesn't work the same but um, yeah, they do it next episode. Not. So you know that. Well, yeah, but I think we get like a little bit of a. Uh... God damn, what happens next episode? Because it's on the boat. It's on the boat. They fuck right. Yeah. Yes, that's. I'm like lost. I know what happens at the end. The end end oh, of all the storylines, but. They go to King's Landing. They go straight to King's Landing. That's oh. the season seven finale. Okay. Because season the season eight premiere is them arriving back in Winterfell after that. Because Jamie leaves because of the proposal at the end of the season. Brienne is on her way, and then yeah. they're on the Okay, okay. Now so it's coming back a little bit. It culminates in King's Landing for them. Mm-hmm. We're all caught up. We're all there. Wow, so that they show the White Walker to Cersei now, like next episode. Oh, I I I just thought that that was next season for some reason. I don't know why. I was... I'd been thinking of it as the season 8 premiere, but no, that is that is next episode. It is. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess they're on a boat, and it you could take a boat all the way to King's Landing. You know, it's not you can't really. You know, people are like they're moving too fast. But it's like, what are they going to do? Just be on the boat for longer? You know, they already fucked on the boat. They were. They've always handled boat travel pretty quickly too. Mm-hmm. 
That's always they've never been like we're going to be on a boat for a full episode. No, like they get wherever they're going quick if they're going by boat. That has kind of been their fast travel in the past. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, they're not taking the roads. They're going by boat. They'll be there soon. You know. Uh, wow, that's next episode. Okay, now I'm yeah. I'm much more I'll in tune. Back. Okay, I'll come back. But uh, yeah, that's uh that's the end of that scene. And later, hundreds of whites. Use several large chains to drag Viserion's corpse out of the frozen lake as the Night King and one of his lieutenants watch. And when the dragon's corpse is dragged far enough out of the lake, the Night King walks over and places his hand upon his snout. All is quiet for a moment, and then Viserion's eye snaps open, shining a depthless, icy blue. Eesh. The one-two punch, kapow! You know, you already got to deal with him dying. Ha yeah. ha! Now he's on the other yeah, side. And they burn, and they burn um, the fucking wall down. Next episode. Oh, so it's on. That is that is the ending. Next episode, like that is okay. the last. That's actually the ending. There it is. Yes, and and then season eight is like war is coming. The wall is down. That makes Great perfect wall. sense. Okay, there's only one wall that matters. The Great Wall. I remember. I will never forget the season eight promo. It, it's it's. I was so fucking excited for season eight, and I will never forget they used that soundbite from next episode for mm-hmm. John for season eight. There's only one war that matters: the Great Wall, and yeah. it is here. You know, like uh, it's it's not even winter is plain. here now. It's the war is here. The war you know. Damn. Yeah, we. This one I think might be our longest episode yet on Thrones. Uh, Surprise! Two hours by some by some. Mm -hmm. And I think makes sense. You know, the whole Arya and Sansa. We had a lot to discuss. We had we had more negative to say than we usually do, but we also had positive to say. So you know, it all adds up. You know. Uh, Yeah, and where that like I've been kind of lost, like thinking of how I enjoyed this episode because I like it. Like I was watching it and mm-hmm. we've been talking with the movies recently with the comic book movies about how I am, I am hard pressed to separate enjoyment from its critical appeal for mm-hmm. some reason that doesn't really apply with single episodes of TV. It might affect the whole show or the whole season or something. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I enjoy this episode. I have a good time. I got emotional. I got moved. I felt it. I, everything that I was supposed to feel, I felt it in the right moments, which ultimately means they did something right you know mm-hmm. um yeah like i don't think it's definitely not the worst episode in an enjoyment no, of the season. And that's it's, not it's even close not, not even close i just uh, came into this thinking it's like it's a 10 or a 975 this is no, beyond you yeah, know this, the suicide squad but i think that's that's more where i land yeah, yeah it's, that, it's it's very good i like it a lot uh in terms of enjoyment it's very good i, I mm-hmm. and i have a great time watching it um I mean, I I will never forget watching this on Sunday night, sitting in front of my TV when Viserion's eye snaps open and being like, oh, oh my fucking God. Fuck. Like, I remember yeah, going to, when did this, when did this air? Let's see. Yeah, August 20th, August 20th, 2017, beginning of the school year. It was the mm-hmm. hot topic. I remember <laughs> everybody coming in being like, I remember I worked on the news, the school newspaper. This was senior. God damn. Yeah, this would have been senior year, the beginning of senior year. Um, And mm-hmm. this was. 
yeah. like we had monthly issues and I'm pretty sure that September's issue on the on the entertainment page I was just blitzing Game of Thrones <laughs> stuff. I was yeah. just going ham over there. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean the whole world was in like this it was it's crazy. Like the last two cuz like no one knew season 8 was going to be like it was. Everyone was like er, like I'm pretty sure Maybe oh, it started to die down a little bit, you know. People were like, ah, it's like, why didn't they give us no, ten episodes? I think that was the only. Was not until season eight that season seven started to look bad mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah. Now there were, and I remember people talking about this one and being like, it was pretty quick. Like that was a lot of fast travel. That was a lot, of, but ultimately everyone was still like, that's cool. Like it was fun. It was good. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, benefit of hindsight, you know, uh, of course, but. True, but it, during the moment, dude, was this was massive. Fucking, this was yeah. huge. I and like. I remember I was still really pursuing like graphic design, which the only dose of that I really get now is making the graphics for the episodes we do now. But mm-hmm. um, I remember I was really hardcore into that, and like my profile picture on Instagram <laughs> was like the was his eye. Like that was that was my uh-huh. I, I did that for the little circle. I thought that was so fucking cool. I thought it was a great mm-hmm. idea. I still think it's a great idea. I think that that is a lot of what this episode is, is just fantastic ideas. This might be the greatest example of what the downfall of the last season is in terms of one episode. So much, so many great ideas all this stuff happening. It just shouldn't have happened in one episode. That's all. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. It shouldn't have happened in one season come season eight. So like, uh, that's, no. this was kind of the first episode where I noticed like it, even like, yeah, one through five. I'm like, when does this, when does it have that down downward trend? You know, like yeah, I, I don't really feel it yet. Great. Yeah. But two, three and four and five, we've been like, damn, you know, like, like we've been, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, and, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize again. Season eight. I don't think it's bad till four. I know. One, two, and three are fucking great. Everyone loved three. Three was like, well, I mean, the Night King, you know, going. That's, that, that is the biggest moment in the show, you know, the battle at Winterfell. But like. The week that that episode came out until episode four. I watched that episode every single night that week. Yeah, I think everyone did. Yeah, everyone, like, yeah, I, it was, you had the episode to. ended, I watched it again. Monday night, I watched it again. Tuesday night, I watched it again. I'm dead ass. I watched that episode every single night because wow. it might be genuinely the best piece of filmmaking in television history. It's fucking insane. Um, and, you know, I'm not the authority to say on that, so don't go flaming me for saying that. I know, oh, it was dark. Fucking get a TV. Um. <laughs> If you can't afford a TV, I understand. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't make blanket statements like that. Um, Yeah. But but if you were watching on a TV and it was dark and you were, you were giving the, like the person I became during season eight game of Thrones when Sunday nights at 8 PM came around was not good. I better not hear a peep was like, you know, if anyone spoke a word, I was like, you better shut the what are, you better leave the room you you don't understand like yeah because i was too mm-hmm. i look back on the way i felt during that and i'm like that's unhealthy you know <laughs> it was like that's just how should. into the show we were though you know yeah. like that's just how encapsulating it was it was someone would walk I out of a room upstairs one of my brothers would walk out of the room upstairs and i'd be like you better not say anything you better not say shit um 
Yeah. It's, it's, and I wind up being the hypocrite because I wind up saying more stuff than anybody else in the room, you know? And everyone's like, why do you get to talk? And I, cause I know when to talk, you know? I'm like, I know when to talk. You don't know when to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And that is true, though. That is very true. I mean, it was, I turned into a different animal when Game of Thrones was on. It I was, did. I, I needed really my, it was like a fix. Like, I needed it. You know, I was I like, was, I could, I, like, I at 8 p.m. never forget watching this show for the first time in anticipation of season seven. I was, you know, I, I remember being in class junior year, second semester, just fucking mind racing about Game of Thrones. Nothing else. I'm not, I don't give a shit what we're talking about in class, bro. I, yeah. I am, I am focused on what is about to happen with Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. That is what was on my brain. And like, so I got to give it credit. I got to give it credit. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm gonna give this a nine enjoyment at least. Yeah. I think I'm there too. Um, and not, it, that is the only two that are lower was last episode at an eight, seven, five. And then the first one at an eight. Um, I think and... that's, sound. I have enjoyed other episodes more this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I think a lot of what I just spent time talking about is the way it felt the first time I was watching it. And I think that's that's important. But this is a rewatch podcast. You know, it is. We do have the hindsight. We do. Um, we do have all of that with us. So, yeah, it does does change things a little bit. But I think nine is still fair, though. I mean, it's like the when Drogon arrives or whenever, you know, Gendry arrives at the wall and it's like, all right, shit needs to go from that yeah. point. It's pretty freaking good. Um, it just took a little bit to get there. And then getting there was also like, uh, getting through Sansa and Arya and like, you know, yeah. some other things, but yeah. Cause yeah. we cut back to them after the hunt, Eesh. which is a bizarre editing choice. And maybe it is just to try to splice it up a bit, you know, like mm-hmm. try to space out a timing thing that didn't feel yeah. natural, you know, uh, hmm. regardless, um, critically, we might we might be looking at the worst episode of the season. Episode one was a six seven five. Um, I will say it's it's very good after a certain point. I don't think we've ever said as many negative things about an episode of the show, mm-hmm. and purely from a perspective of. Like, it wasn't like we took issue with an action taken by a character. Like, we're not talking the type of shit that Jamie did in season four, episode three. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking about when he when he sexually assaults his sister next to his dead child. Yeah, this is that's just the writing on another level. That's a different yeah. thing to talk about. We're talking about just just stuff that they they decided to do. That's not fucked up. It's just stupid. It's just dumb. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Benjamin coming in, kind of dumb. Uh, like I appreciate it for John. I like that John gets to see his uncle Benjamin one last time. It's it's the th- it's the idea of seeing him that gets him killed the the last time. So it's cool that he's the one who hmm. saves him. Like again, the concepts they lay out, great. The ideas, fantastic. The execution is not there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be willing to throw this a six. Damn. Yeah. I think, because, like, even the, per- like, at the end, Amelia Clark does do well, and, like, Kit Harrington does well throughout the whole time, but, like, There's they didn't really, 
that yeah. everyone feel and I blame writing for this. I blame D and D for this. Everyone feels the exact same. There's hardly anything distinguishing the characters um, besides <laughs> brief interactions. Um, yeah, I kind of like that. It does. If we give it a six, it averages to a seven um, outright. IMDb gives us a nine. I think people are just thinking of the it's moment. Fresh you know? off. It's, it's yeah, the, the big moment. The moments that's happening, but I think a seven is is actually fair. That's kind of what it feels like. It, it like it's if we're taking just that end, that's like nine seven five. Yeah, that's yeah. nine. Like, that's seven, this five, is some nine, of the best seven, stuff they're across doing. The board. It but, takes so long to get there, and getting there was a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Like I texted you immediately when this episode was over. I was like, oh. D&D wrote this one, huh? I hadn't even looked. I went, it, D&D wrote this one, huh? And what sucks is that it's substantially worse written than anything else they've written for the show. This made other stuff we've thought was not good look better. Yeah. That, like, we have never had this much to say and this much to pick out on any episode before. And like we haven't, you know, like uh, they were they were fantastic at adapting stuff. Even season six, the episodes they wrote, you know, like the door, you could make an argument is is oddly written, but it still pays off in a big way. They wrote Battle of the Bastards. They wrote the Winds of Winter. Yeah, like I mean, we've we've always been in the nines or the high eights for like critical, like just because that's that's how good the show is. They've done sixty five episodes in a row. Where we have yet to be like, oh wow, this one's just really disappointing. Like they they were not on top of their game. This is not good. Sixty five exactly. episodes in this a row. The sixth episode. Yeah, bad number. That's why it's a bad number. They you go. Yep. blame it on that. No, I blame it on D and D. Yeah, it's just no, but, kind of their fault. But there yeah, we are. Man. There. Seven out of ten. I think that's fair. It's on the very threshold of my rating scale of what starts to be good it's not like it's it's not great it's not it's not terrible it's just it's just wow it's it's good it's one of the worst episodes that we've talked you know talked through and it's a seven out of ten still the thing that occurred to me this is the difference between game of thrones and a show like stranger things i've enjoyed stranger things this is a good episode of stranger things this is an exceptionally good episode of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it, just in a different tier, more specifically of recent seasons. You know, like just the different, like, and yeah. obviously completely different type of show. But I mean, like the mm-hmm. way that I feel watching this, the excitement, the like, whoa, this is fun, this is cool, this is crazy. That is all that show provides, and it's considered one of like the best shows there is right now. You know. Um at least yeah, it was at one point. That's kind of changed, but um, mm-hmm. this is—it's just in a different league. It's yeah, just like, this is one of the worst episodes of Game of Thrones, and compared to most other TV, it's exceptionally well done. You know, like it's—it's—it's yeah. it's impressive to say the least. But man, yeah, I—I mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy I enjoy the show a great deal, and while I will I will have issues. Like I said, we've got seven episodes left. Mm-hmm. We've got seven episodes left of this show, which is bizarre to think about. Um, we are getting there. We are getting there, man. 
It's... As much negative as I might have to say over the course of the next seven episodes, I'm still 1,000% confident this is my favorite show of all time. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, they could have ended it even worse than they did, and it's still already – like, it, yeah. it, there's no show. Like, a single season, probably Westworld. That That's going to be tough to beat, like Westworld season one. But as far as a show Ever. goes overall – true. Yeah, show goes overall. This just nothing touches this. This is it's in a league of its own. I don't think it will like, ever be. There, there are shows that I will I will grant beginning to end. That is this is not the greatest show of all time. The last season prevented that from being the case, which mm. is a shame. Which is you a think. shame. You think. I guess the I show do. does probably have to end well, but I I still think with how it ended I can't I put mean, any other show above six this. seasons. It is the greatest show of all time. I have no doubt about that. Like that, I and how much you weigh that matters. You know, the mm-hmm. show that I would argue is undoubtedly the greatest show of all time, in my opinion, is The Sopranos. I think The Sopranos is the greatest television show ever. Um, now, The Sopranos is only six seasons. Mm-hmm. So if I think the first six seasons of Game of Thrones are the greatest television show of all time, you know, how do you weigh that? Uh, it 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 is what it is, but, you know. Uh, I see. Yeah. And it's. They're, they're off book, you know, they're yeah. they're incredibly coming up with this shit on their medium. own. Yeah. Incredibly oh, yeah. difficult medium uh, and incredibly difficult medium to compare. Like this is such a unique show. You know, the only other shows you could even begin to kind of compare it with are other fantasies. Um, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Is the other. I don't know. Like, I I can't really compare it to much. And even then, like, what show is doing these, this level of politicking mixed in with the fantasy shit, you know? like production value that's here as well. Like, it's just, I don't know. You don't, you don't see that anymore. You don't get it. On yeah. location, we are in Iceland, by the way, north of the wall, which I thought is pretty cool. Most of the, yeah, of the of that hunt is in Iceland, so like that's that's just cool. They're on location. They're in a blizzard, probably for some. Yeah. I, well, maybe not. I don't know, but um, just I loved. I did not mention this when it was night. It might have been hard to tell it was night because there's snow everywhere. It's white. Um, but. Mm-hmm. The way they're lit during that, they get like this deep blue and golden hue on their mm-hmm. skin and on their hair and on their clothes and stuff. I thought that was gorgeous. Absolutely. It looked good. Um, like the mm-hmm. whole episode no, looked the, good. The third yeah. episode was fantastic to look at. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think that we hammered it pretty hard. All in all, point is, I still like it. I still like it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, with that. We will conclude this episode of Winter is Blooming, and we will continue next week with the season seven finale to bookend another season of Thrones. Um, After that, we will be taking a week off of Thrones. Mm -hmm. One week only. It'll be the Monday prior to the Oscars, and that is because we will be doing our very own Penny Bloom Film Awards here. And I'm so very, very excited. We're doing some 2023 catch-up, some 2023 homework. I'm revisiting a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm so very, very excited to get to that. 
and to uh, break down, you know, best actor, best actress, best supportings, uh, best cinematography, best picture, you know, like best score potentially. We've got a lot of ideas. We've got a lot of stuff we want to talk through, and I'm excited to do that. We're also going to give our top 10 of 2023 as a part of that, uh, our personal top 10s, not what we end up putting for our like little best picture category, which I mm-hmm. imagine will be an amalgamation of the two lists. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, keep coming back uh, for Wednesday and Friday. We will be continuing our comic book movie journey through film. And I believe mm-hmm. this week, is this the week that brings us uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men Days of Future Past? That was last week. Um, ah. This week, we're on Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Um, Age now. of Ultron so. and Ant-Man, baby. We're wrapping up Phase 2 of mm-hmm. the MCU. That's uh, that's the conclusion of Phase 2 this week. So that's exciting. Exciting stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that that project's super fun. We've been having a great time, um, and I I can't wait. I can't wait to wrap up phase two of of the MCU this week. So keep on coming back, like I said. Um, and I believe that next week, next Wednesday, we'll actually be digging into the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. That's Season right. Three premieres this week, this Wednesday, uh, mm-hmm. and we will be discussing the first four episodes as a chunk um next wednesday so i'm very excited a lot of stuff going on we got thrones we got comic book movies we got star wars we're kind of you know we we did a lot of stuff last year where we expanded our horizons and it's kind of there's something kind of refreshing about going back to the basics for us which is nerd shit Uh, that's fun that's fun stuff oh yeah star wars will never be out with film stuff again next uh, a couple mondays from now so uh, i love the balance i just love doing the show so uh but uh, yeah, if you would, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and throw us a like and subscribe. We appreciate you greatly. Uh, and if you didn't know we're on YouTube, mm-hmm. we're there. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead and watch us. Listen, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, you get to watch us mannerisms and faces and all the goodies. Um, it's a great mm-hmm. time. It's a lot of fun. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of physical talking. Uh, so I feel like. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's beneficial to be over here. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And that it, with that, you could also go to TikTok and follow at Penny Bloom podcast. We're f- posting every day, if not every day, almost every day. And I'm going strong with that still. It's been a lot of fun. I've loved doing that. Um, the editing process is extremely fun for me, uh, finding the clips and splicing them and putting them together and, uh, fun, fun little collaborative effort there. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun over there. Go ahead, head to TikTok at Penny Bloom Podcast. Follow us there. Um, follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue to download. Uh, head to patreon.com slash Penny Bloom Pod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. Uh, I've been I've been trying to write a lot. Uh, again, I feel like I've fallen off that a little bit, so I'm trying to write right right um got a lot mm-hmm. of ideas and a lot of stuff i'm trying to write about and that'll be over there and, and along with all sorts of random conversations me and joe have um and whoever else might be joining us so for three dollars a month you can support the podcast financially which is huge because it costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there yeah with that i was colton robertson i was joined by joseph george thank you very much homie oh thank you for having me it's always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and remember. Peace, love, and bloom.
And how about my queen?